This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studio in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit shoptalkpodcaststudio.com. Pink suits with hats to match. Big crocodiles and Cadillacs. You looking for the fattest sacks. This is where it's at. Windows tinted. Seats for lyric recline. Keep the hands on the burner. Because niggas know that it's money on the mind. Yo, what up, though? It's your man, Jay Johnson, a.k.a. the Tim Foyle Hat Titan. A.K.A. the Conspiracy Realist. A.K.A. the Technology Snob. Steve Jobs Jr. Don't text me with your green bubbles. A.K.A. I only debate my equals. Everybody else I teach. Also known as Juice because all the hoes say J.U. Ice. Young Caesar because you know you can't roam without me. Mister, if you don't like me, fight me. I got kicked out of Noah's Ark because they couldn't find another animal just like me. A.K.A. the West Side T'Challa. The new leader of Wakanda. Don't debate me, debate your mama. I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. What up? What up, though? Man, I feel like I'm I'm back from the dead, but I never died. Uh, <laughs> it's your man, Dame Gone Wow, the West Side Landlord, the Pride of PA, High Chief Dame Don't Fuck Around, the liquor store legend, the corner store conquistador, your mama's favorite dame. And then David Ruffner, the Shop Talk podcast, because you know who the fuck they came to see. Not you, Otis. It's no better than these four letters. Thank God for Dame. And if you're speaking on Dame, you better say it nice. And if you don't put the boss in front, then bitch, you're not saying it right. Let's go. Yo, welcome back. Shop Talk podcast, episode 246. Man. And uh, thank God for Dame, man. Oh, God. God be God. God be God. And you know what, man? He gave me the contra code to life. Cause like, you know, we'll we'll go into it later on in the show, but like everything that he's put in front of me, like literally would have killed somebody else. Yeah. Like would have had a nigga on his deathbed and he keep bringing me back. So I gotta I gotta do some things right, man. Definitely. I gotta do, do some things right. He gave me a, a huge responsibility. I don't know quite yet what it is, but it's time for me to figure it out and do some things better. Well, we're glad you're here, man. Man, I'm glad to be here. Happy to be here. Thank yeah, you. Got Thank you. Danny got the sound effects working for um, real nigga. We also got a guest in the building this yeah. week. You know what I'm saying? Return hey, man. Guest, friend of the show. Definitely a friend of the show. Bear, I, oh, man. I, I don't see yeah, well, let, let him introduce himself. Go ahead. Go ahead. Y'all, y'all set the bar really high, <laughs> and I do not want to fuck it up with the uh, with the AKAs. Hey, man, you I, never I, do. I, I don't want to fuck it up, so I, 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 don't, I don't have no intro. I'm sorry, y'all, but it's the founder of the Uprising Network and Uprising Shop. I'm here. I'm happy to be here. I took a nap for this, man. Hey, man, we appreciate it because we keep having to record late because of man. I just got somebody work, somebody slaving for the white man during Black History Month. I, yeah, I, I got to work. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, you I did working, buy a new house. I was working from. I mean, I work from home, but like they gave me a twelve to nine on a Friday. You know what I'm saying? They, they kind of fucking my life up, but. Yo, it is what it is. And I left before 9 o'clock. <laughs> yeah, because you got here kind of early. And you bought a house, so uh, you I mean, got to work. Shit. I got I, I to gotta work. You know what I'm saying? You don't work, you don't eat. Barry, I'm I'm loving the... I, I, I was trying to figure out like what type of Tims you had on, but them like the field boots. They're yeah. the high top boys. Yeah. Where you get them from? Hold on. Uh, I got them off of like... Um, I don't know. Probably like East Bay or something like I've that. I've seen every colorway except the all black. 
And I only got all black because I couldn't get the reg- I couldn't find the regular ones in my size. Okay. I was trying to find some forty belows. Definitely couldn't find them shits in my size. I got them all. And I hate them shits. You know, what I saying? love them forty belows. <laughs> I, I them love shit. them bitches. I, I just I just seen them so so much in my life. I just want to have them. I know I'm not gonna wear them all the time, uh, but I just want to have them shits, and I just can't yeah. never find them in my size. I've been on the search. I was on the search for these bitches about two years. Yeah, yeah. glad you got them. I am too. I hate I, them bitches. I love them. <laughs> I love them. All my homies, they got them bitches. I. I, I I got on. I mean, I guess it's the pocket juice type thing. It is, but it, it, these legend—they're legendary. <laughs> yeah, they're ugly though. <laughs> like, <laughs> like they, that's not a good looking boot. I love them. I love them. Uh, I just started liking black Tims and shit, dog. I mean, you got on a, a fresh out the box pair. You bought them black Tims about two weeks ago. No, I bought them bitches the night that fight. You was up. Well, you was asleep. I, uh, I did fall asleep. At <laughs> we was talking about that shit, but uh, yeah, I mean, you was talking about me sleeping. No, while oh. you was fa- while you were asleep, we was talking about uh, Macy's had them on sale and shit. Oh, I do remember that conversation. Yeah, so. yeah. but it's like they got for one fifty. Like nigga, that's not that's not <laughs> really a sale. That's, <laughs> that's like twenty percent off. Like them Tim should not be two hundred dollars, dog. I remember when Tim's weren't two hundred. It's like seventy nine bucks or some shit. Like. They should not be two hundred dollars. You you could get the wheat thins from Mister Allen's for like eighty nine. <laughs> yeah, what's the? Let me let me get this out. I I like this boot better. Okay, but what is so? What's up with the slander about the 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 slim? Okay, because it does not have the double sole on the bottom <laughs> nor the leather around the rim. Like, they but niggas thins. gotta make you like like you pour. Like nigga, they like twenty dollars difference or some shit. No, no, that. They, I don't know. No, how they, much they they're cost. significant. Like they were eighty dollars at one point. They were significantly different. Yeah, because I, I remember I bought a pair for my out. girl one year, and it was like 80 bucks. <laughs> shout, <Lord>. out cause, <laughs> uh, shout out to Jenny, because she had to send me a couple of them. She's like, now, which, because she's going to buy from for her husband. She's like, now, buy them. Which, <laughs> which one of these is the right Jenny, one? Jenny, that man the- <laughs> paid a mortgage. Buy him the more expensive pair. <laughs> but, like, it's hard to tell the difference on the internet. You know what I'm saying? Okay, that's Jenny. Jenny. So uh, we we gotta go. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm about to have, say like, like around the top. that man gave you I mean, two babies so, and paid so. a mortgage every month. You better buy the most expensive pair. Uh, yo, I don't know. One's Macy's got the bitches on for one seventy right now. Actually, uh, wheat thins. No, the regular boys. Oh, it's not a sale. Go to Great Lake Crossing. You can get them cheaper. I don't know what the what the other price. I don't know, man. I ain't about to spend too much time looking up the wheat fins. But they were like eighty bucks. They're not eighty dollars. Not now, because the, the price when I was looking online, they were similar. I was like, I like I don't know. I have definitely bought them bitches for Mister Allen's before for less than a hundred dollars. I got it one year for my ex girlfriend. That's what she got for Christmas. Was what a year pair was of this? wheat fins. Ninety eight, nigga. Nigga, this was like I was in my thirties, like early thirties. So this could be 10 years ago. I mean, like, se- let's say seven. I guess All we right. can round up 10, whatever. You're older than <laughs> me. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm barely older than you. I'm so, like six months. Yeah. My parents just start, decide to fuck on, you know, Valentine's and yours waited to the summer. Or maybe your dad just didn't pull out on Valentine's Day. <laughs> or never mind. I don't want to think about my parents like that, dog. Um, anyway, man, uh, welcome back. How, how was your week, my brother? Oh, I can't. Is this, is it time to go into it? Because my week was tumultuous. Yeah, I mean, let's, explain. You know what I'm saying? Let's, people, use, uh, let's use big vocabulary words. Uh, last week, you know, uh, you, you were here last week. You, you called in. You left a voice note. Uh, I didn't realize that the hospital equipment was also beeping in the back. Shit of my made it real voice. eerie. Yeah. It made it real eerie, though. <laughs> like, yeah. So, you know, just to keep with the transparency, you know, I'm going through the home dialysis shit. And, like, 
just to kind of give an explanation, a quick explanation to people, I have a, a catheter in my stomach, which is essentially a motherfucking straw, you know, connected to my stomach. Uh, so I inject fluid inside of myself either at night or every four hours, and then I release the fluid. Yeah, it goes in clear, but it was coming out like a little cloudy, so I knew something was up. So you know, I talked to my nurse pretty much every day. I got a, a dialysis nurse that I I'm like have a one on one type of uh, basis with, and then you know I see my my doctors come in in and out the dialysis center pretty much on a weekly basis. So I'm always in constant, you know, conversation with them about shit. And then I got to go in. I, I got like a nutritionist, a bunch of other people that I see in order to keep my health where it's supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, my nephrologist, which is my kidney doctor, he cool as a motherfucking fan. But like I was telling him, I was like, nigga, when I do this shit at night, like I hook myself up to a dialysis machine at the crib at night. And that bitch felt like it was stabbing me in the stomach. Mm. So I can do like a manual exchange. And that's when we put the fluid in and out. But I have to do that shit every four hours. And granted, it's not difficult to do. But it's just like. You got to wake up every four hours. You just got to be real disciplined. Now, when I do it at night, I just leave it in at night and then just drain out in the morning. But like during the day, I have to do it every four hours. So you just got to be really disciplined with it. It's not that it's difficult, but like. How long do you think it takes? 15, 20 minutes to do it. So, I mean, but you just got to stop your day and be like, okay, I got to do this shit, which is, you know, I look at it like this for my life. It's a small price to pay, but yeah. it's, it's somewhat inconvenient. So I was telling them like, look, this shit look a little funny. And she was like, well, look, we'll go. The doctor was like, look, I'm going to write you a prescription, go on to Providence, have them x-ray you, you know, we'll figure out what it is. Maybe the cat... So, like, to, to give a description, it's like sucking on a Capri Sun. Like, once, like, when the when the fluid drains out, like, when it gets close to the end, that shit start hurting. But it was, like, hurting all the time. So I knew something wasn't, wasn't right. So he was like, look, go to Providence. I write you a prescription for, you know, a fucking uh, x-ray. You'll be in and out. So Wednesday night after I got off of work, I gathered my wraps. You know, I took my, my charger, a couple things, just in case. You know, I might have to stay overnight, but, like, I wasn't anticipating it. So they did, you know, they test, the blood work, whatever, come to find out my potassium was a little bit elevated, and that's because I had an infection and it wasn't, like, dialysizing myself properly. So when they did the uh, the x-ray, that's where they saw the infection, and were trying to figure out if my catheter inside of me was wrapped up against something or, like, stuck up against the side of my skin inside and that's why I was hurting. So the, the doctor kind of like poking you in yeah, the skin or something. Yeah. So the doctor was like, look, you know, your potassium kind of high, some of your numbers are off. I can't let you go home. So I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'm here for the night. The night turned into six fucking days. I yeah. didn't come home until like Tuesday afternoon and come to find out, you know, they did a a, a gamut of tests that's not wrapped around anything. It's just an infection that I'm dealing with. You know, they had me on intravenous IVs, but they had to take a look at my heart and come to find out I got two leaky valves in my heart, which essentially my heart is thicker and it's not pumping the way that it should be. Now, I knew I had some heart issues because, you know, I'm trying to get on the transplant list for U of M. There's certain heart tests I got to go through. And I used to see a cardiologist, but I ended up owing a nigga a whole bunch of money. So I was like, eh, I ain't going back. <laughs> I was I was nigging. I was nigging. 
I you think know? you mentioned that before yeah, a while I, ago, but I, I kind of thought it go. I owed a nigga like five racks, and I was like, I can't do shit about this. So I just stopped going. But that was the motherfucker that did the procedure when I was down at Providence, the nigga that I owed five grand. <laughs> Recently? <laughs> nigga on Tuesday. Oh, he, no, he did it on Monday. The nigga I owed five grand to <laughs> did the procedure, and he definitely remembered me by name. I was like, what's up, Dr. Feldman? And he was like, hey, Damon. I mean, that shit written off by now, right? I mean, whatever. I got a, I got an appointment to see him like in a week or so. I mean, like he ain't out the money. I mean, I wrote that shit off by now. Yeah, it's, it is what it is. So he did the procedure. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? My nigga come in full 360. Come to find out, you know, I got these two leaky valves in my heart. And I met with a surgeon. I got to have open heart surgery. And it sounded a lot, probably like a lot crazier than it is. But like my cousin had this procedure like a year ago. He straightened the motherfucker. Um, I'm definitely going to get a second opinion before I let a nigga, you know, Tony Stark my fucking chest. But, you know, it is what it is. It's just, you know, I ain't going to front like the shit don't get me down. Like when I first heard it, it was like somebody punched me in the motherfucking stomach. I'm, like, I'm like something else on top of something else. And it got me down for a second, but I can't front, man. Like, my faith is rooted. You know, I got a lot of uh, a different Bible verses tattooed on my skin that I refer back to when I go through other shit. But, like, when I'm going through my own shit, sometimes I got to sit back and, like, reflect on it. God done brought me this far. And I always, you know, I laugh and joke, like, you know, between needing another kidney, shit, nigga, having to have open heart surgery. Like, the shit that I go through would kill an average motherfucker. It will put a lot of you bitch niggas in the dirt, but like <laughs> it ain't, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't that for me. You know, it's another hurdle. I mean, it's it's not something that I want to go through. You know, I don't want to deal with open heart surgery. I'm gonna be on the lamb like four to six weeks. You know, just my just father easy. went through it. He had a um when he was I was twenty, so my dad must have been like forty two. 41 or 42. So uh, around my age, I mean, I'm 39. He had, a, uh, he had a heart attack while he was at work. He worked for the water department and they were up in um, some big ass silo or whatever they was doing. He kept getting hot, sweaty, and um, he was just tired. They had a heart attack. They had to like, um, uh, like airlift him the whole nine yards and shit. But like my dad, he don't drink, he don't smoke. You know what I'm saying? He was young at 41 years old, but He's ate them spam sandwiches and and and. But that's the thing that I'm thankful about. At least like I I know going forward, like okay, this is what I got to do. And he gave me kind of like a time frame of when we need to get it done. Yeah. As opposed, I'd have been out with my kids or you know ripping and running in the streets and had a motherfucking heart attack yeah. in the middle of Walmart and been fucked up. So like now I know what to do. Now I know how to get prepared for it. I'm going to get a second opinion for, like I said, before I let this nigga pop my shit open. Because, like, the surgeon wasn't talking to me like I like a motherfucker to talk to me. Surgeon's not talking to you. No, I, I talked to the motherfucker. What yeah. I'm saying, that's not day four. To like, hey, one of y'all. Yeah, yeah, like, I like his. Here, I cut. Yeah, his bedside manner ain't, ain't what I was. So the first day, like, me and him kind of got into it. And I told him, like, look, like, we not, I'm not feeling this right now. And I need you to get the fuck out my face. And that was day one. Now, when he came back to talk to me day two, he bought somebody with him, and she did most of the talking, and he interjected at points where I had questions. So I got a better understanding of what's needed, how the procedure is going to be done. But again, uh, second opinion, because I know somebody- Yeah, you might want to talk to them differently, though. 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I get it. Or or maybe you want to talk to me differently. He don't he don't got to. <laughs> okay, well well motherfucker, we on the same page then. Like if that's what it's gonna be, just not let that it be he that. don't got to, but like he got your life. Like, you know, hey, listen. Um you should be nice to people who got their life your life in their hand. And niggas should talk nicely to me too. I get be, it. Because I'm I'm Certain, some I'm, things we want in life and some things we need. Okay, well, well, the next day he came back with a whole different attitude. So I think whatever mix-up in communication we had on day one, we corrected on the next day. And if you got to bring it in, and I think some of it because he's of a different uh, ethnicity, there may have been like some language barrier there too that and like, cultural barrier, like yeah, and that you? might that might have prevented us from like having the warm and fuzzy, but the next day he bought somebody with him and she was like, in re- like when you surgeons, doctors and things of that nature are somewhat, yo fam, this is just black and white facts. Like I'm not here for the emotional shit. Like, yo, this and, is, I, and I, and that's what I am. I don't necessarily need the fluff and emotion, yeah. but like there's a certain tone that I just don't, I don't, I don't like. I get it. I get and it. if you and talk to me in that type of tone, you're going to get, a different version of Damon, like when I speak back to you. So like, I think that's what the issue was. Like, give me the facts. Cause I don't need to, you know, you don't have to make me feel good about it. Cause it just is what it is. But like, watch how the fuck you talk to me also, because like, nigga, I'm not strapped down to this bed. I don't have no walking restrictions. I can get around this motherfucker and do what I need uh-huh. to do. Yeah, I don't think you're ready to, 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 to. You're not in a condition that you want to rumble. I'm not. I'm, I'm not ready to rumble, but like, nigga, I'm still like, if I still stand up and get in your face, I, I would like for you to talk to me the same way. Yeah, that's all. I get it. I so, get it. you know, that's it. Uh, you know, keep keep your boy and my family in your prayers, cause you know I still got shit ahead of me. But you know, thank God, thank God, he good as hell and he good all the time. And regardless of what shit looking like, you know, two things that I firmly believe in, that the Lord don't put more on you what you can handle. And if he's going to bring you to it, he's going to walk you through it. Now, you may not see how the end is going to look out. You know, sometimes we pray for cake and God give us flour, sugar, milk and butter. And you were like, well, where the fucking cake? Well, I gave you the tools. You got to do the work. So, I mean, you know, I I said the prayers and I got to do the work. Yeah, that's a sermon in itself, actually. It's a bar. It's um, a bar. So what you got to do moving forward, man, just to, to be in uh, in better health? Uh, well, a couple things I'm going to do differently. Shout out to the homie Macho. Macho reached out to me like a real nigga while I was in the hospital. And uh, not just even Macho, and I don't want to miss nobody. It's, it's a lot of y'all, and I don't want to miss no names. A lot of people reached out to me offering support, You know, saw me tweeting, saw me posting, People I know, people I don't know. I just want to say thank you and I appreciate you. If you said a kind word, tweet, said a prayer, put my name on your prayer list, you know, I appreciate you. But Macha reached out and he was like, hey, D, we should go vegan for the next two weeks. And I'm like, fuck it. You know, why not? Why not? I mean, I didn't try anything else. So I'm a, me and Macho committed to going vegan for the next two weeks. Shout out to my brother, my brother. Hey, Verge. Uh, Verge even also jumped out on the limb, and uh, we're gonna do something special for the people. We got yeah, a- we so going vegan is one thing, and yeah. um, we also gonna uh, uh, do something called Juice for Dame, yeah. Um, and we just gonna do like a juice fast. Well, I- I'm doing a juice fast, uh, Verge say he gonna jump in and watch it, and um, Verge gonna drop me off some juices on Sunday, so I mean, I'm with it, um, yeah, man, and just on some just to because. 
it's one thing to say, hey, this is what I need to do and I'm going to do it. But it's a different um, thing when you actually have like accountability partners and people who help you along that way. Yeah. And these are all like y'all are people like me and Verge grew up together. That's my brother. Like, yeah. You know, I, I say it all the time. Like you, my brother, I love you. So, I mean, you know, Mach is extended family. So, I mean, if you fuck with me, you love me, you support me. I'm encouraging you just to at least for the next two weeks is to clean that diet up. Like and and I'm going to make a special petition to my brothers, especially. Look, man, y'all got these ladies that y'all love. Y'all got these babies that y'all made. Like, don't let your diet be what kill you. Like, I didn't, I didn't survive 39 years in the streets of Detroit, like straight up. I done been shot at. I done been stabbed. I done been in some precarious predicaments and God done bought me out of it all for my diet to be like the downfall of my shit. If y'all know me at one point, I ballooned up to like damn near 300 pounds. I'm like 210 right now. But I mean, I carried a lot. I weigh of more than 210 right now. I mean, but I, I you know, you don't want to square up with me. You That's, sure? I, you don't, you don't, you don't want to square up with me. <laughs> okay. Because I still fight like a bear. But, right. but help the bear. <laughs> but all I'm saying is like, you know, I done survived all this shit to let my diet be like one of my downfalls. And it was from years of eating fast food, a lot of bullshit, a lot of red meat. And I'm just telling my my guys out there, like, look, man, y'all got babies that y'all made. Y'all got women that love you. Don't wait until your health is so bad that your dick don't work. And now you want to get the shit figured the fuck out. Cause like, that ain't that ain't where you want to be now. My dick still work. I'm just you know putting that out there. All I need is a cold breeze, and that bitch gonna get All right. you know harder than Chinese <laughs> arithmetic. But all I'm just saying to my niggas out there, like, look, don't put yourself in that position. Your health is your wealth. That's Man. all the fuck you got is your health and your family. If you can't, I I know the 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 flashiness of life. Everybody shows they they victories on social media and all look all good. Yeah. But shit ain't all good. Y'all niggas walking around with high blood pressure, got fucking gout, don't know it. Like nigga, drink some alkaline water, get your fucking diet together, so go see your doctor and get your shit tight. So in real life, you walking around with ten thousand dollars worth of jewelry on, four thousand dollars worth of clothes. Ain't on. seen a dentist since ninety eight. In a in a seventy thousand dollar whip and your internals is poor. I'm talking about poor. Nigga niggas scared to get a checkup, scared to get an STD check. Look, don't wait for your girl to get tested and be like, oh, I'm straight. Nigga, you know you out here fucking. Let the doctor swab your ass. I didn't have 13 COVID tests, dog. 13 motherfucking COVID tests. Thank God I don't have it. But like stop being afraid of the doctor. It's two people in this world I don't lie to. Only two people. Well, three maybe. The Lord, <laughs> my doctor, and my lawyer. I tell all three of them niggas the truth every time I talk to them. Well, one of them don't have no opportunity. I mean, you can't lie. <laughs> you can't lie to God. <laughs> but you got to come put. Yeah. You got to come with a clean heart and a clean conscience. Now yeah. I lie about some other shit, but them three people I don't lie to. Go see a fucking doctor. Get you a primary care provider. Do it. Yeah. So uh, what we gonna do uh, for the next two weeks? Um, for sure. Uh, I know for this week I'm trying to do a, a juice cleanse and I'm going to make sure I'm juicing every single day, whether that's juice um, or a smoothie um, or whatever you want to call it. But we're going to do that. Uh, and as you do that throughout the week, man, hashtag uh, juicing for Dame. 
Um, it's just Juice for Dame. Juice for Dame. I'm yeah. sorry. And that's and that's the promo code to use with Hey Verge, Juice This. Yeah. It's Juice for Dame. By the time you hear this episode, the promo code will be available. And my niggas also donating a, pro, a portion of the proceeds because we still having this kidney drive real soon. Details will probably be following in the next week or two. But uh, he going to donate some of the proceeds to that because I'm going to get me a new kidney and I'm going to bless whoever blessed me. Yes. So if you go to uh, Hey Verge Juice This um, and you use uh, Juice for Dame, you get 25% off. Um, that's a lovely uh, a discount. And guess what? This week's episode is sponsored by my boy Hey Verge and Hey Verge Juice This. Absolutely. Holla at my mans. Um, you know, Verge had some shit. It was like some carrots, some whatever that orange drink was. Um, it so when you look at the ingredients, like yo, this shit not gonna taste good. That's what I thought about the beet juice that he had because yeah, I fucking hate slap. beets, but all of that shit tastes good. Yeah, beets is good for um, uh, for the libido. Okay, I mean yeah, for your urethra. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, beets is good for you, dog. I had a dream I had five more kids. Yeah, that's a nightmare, my nigga. No, it's not. You know, I'm not even gonna front, dog. If if stop say so you about to I think you about to lie. It looked like you about to lie. That's I'm, what it looked like stop. you about to I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. God Go ahead, is say you, no, say what you're gonna say. No, nah, man, I'm I'm done. I'm, <laughs> done. I'm, done. Hey, I'm, I'm about to jump off the I'm about to jump off the deep end. I'm done. I'm done. That nigga is a, so listen, I try not to make decisions when I'm really, really angry or I'm really, really happy. Dame is the opposite. Hey, this nigga, you just I make to... impulse decisions in permanent ink all the time. Like, if you look at my body and my skin, I got a lot of questionable-ass tattoos, but fuck it. Fuck it. I only live once. I'm about to get some wild shit tattooed on my hands. You know, because I'm, I'm out here. Man, I'm I, out here. I made a tweet earlier this week, which was totally unrelated, but, like, black people is dying at mass um, specifically because of the food that we eat. Absolutely. Like the number one killer for black people, it's not the police. It's that white, that salt, that sugar, that the flour. Hell yeah. Congestive heart failure. And like, and, and like in real life, it's not even close. It's like on some pandemic level shit. Like black people die from food. And that shit crazy because the shit tastes good. <laughs> okay? It does. And it's it's been ingrained in our body like, oh, this shit should be salty. It should take. No, it really shouldn't taste that way. It really shouldn't. So I ate meat all year. Um, I'm, I'm going to keep it going. Um, so the first month was cool. Um, then I just got to stop replacing uh, meat with like bad carbs and fries and shit like that. So this juice cleanse uh, should should help me out. And then I'll get back on my shit, man. Yeah. Just just do better. Just do better. I'm yeah. not going to jump off the, the edge like I'm some type of health nut cuz yeah. like literally you until do, 2 years ago I was a fat ass motherfucker. You should but. do ve- you should do you should do vegetarian day cuz vegan is is difficult. I'm gonna try vegan and I'll fall back to like veggie or pescatarian if mm. I can't like if I really can't keep it up. Like it's hard but if you see me eating some, some bu- if you see me eating some bullshit, check me, call me out on that shit because like I'm really going to eat on Sunday. Well, Sunday is my last day to, you know, eat as I please. But I'm not, I haven't had, so real shit, I haven't had no red meat all year long. So I'm I'm trying to stay at least on that kick. And I kicked pork like last year because my baby girl, she don't eat it because her mother don't eat pork. So, you know, I just kind of got into the habit of like not buying the shit, beef bacon and all type of shit like that. So, you know, I, I, I'm not fucking with the pork. 
I'm pretty much just on like chicken and turkey and all of that. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna stay on that wave and and a little bit of fish. You don't eat fish though. I don't. You poor? <laughs> no, I think poor people eat salmon and, and fucking tilapia. And shit. <laughs> Motherfuckers swear they be fucking. <laughs> anyway, dog, we're not gonna get on that again. Dog. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna... trying to get you riled up. You <laughs> almost, get... almost fell for it. You yeah, almost fell for it. Not gonna get on that shit again. But um, yeah, man, I'm trying to get my shit together. In any event, man, uh, glad you're back. You know, what I'm glad saying? to be back, man. Uh, are you on the on the kidney list yet? Nah, I still got to go through a few more tests before. So I had some heart tests set up with U of M yeah. that I actually got to do this week that were prior to me going into the hospital. So I still got to complete those and then I'll be on the kidney list probably within like the next 90 days. But now I got to get this heart shit taken care of before I can go on the kidney list. Yeah. So it's all, you know, it's all kind of working in conjunction with one another. Today yeah. was Freeway's kidney anniversary. I, I saw, saw that online so i mean i'm i'm looking forward to getting a new lease of life but uh I until that, then i'm gonna do what i gotta do yeah that, i wanted to, to kind of like tie that one thing with that but i don't know how we you know i don't know how we'll do that we'll figure something out yeah so yeah we'll figure something out uh but listen man it's been it's been a, it's been an interesting week man and um we got an axe to shop i got a story time with dame yeah and then we got our good brother here with us to uh Talk about this wrestling drop. Can we? Are we gonna have a little wrestling conversation? Man, we can. Oh yeah, we can have. A, matter of fact, yeah, keep going. Okay, cause uh, I just, you know, I know you don't really fuck with the wrestling no more, mm-hmm. cause Jay, Jay, think you too mature for that shit. But Barry, what what inspired the WWF drop though? Well, my initial dream was to be a camera operator for WWF. Cause I wanted to know what was going on behind the scenes. I wasn't sure. Damn, I wish y'all had brought my the, belt. The, the working man's uh, title, <laughs> the, the intercontinental. Had to go get the belt for y'all on uh, video. Y'all can see my intercontinental championship belt. It's the greatest belt of my childhood. Okay, okay. You thought we'll, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to be a camera operator for WWF. Man, I was just such a big fan as a kid. Like from. Uh, I just remember seeing, watching it growing up. My granddad used to watch it, and then my dad would have it on while I was cleaning the house. So it came on like Saturday mornings or something like yeah. that. I forgot what that was called. That's like my earliest um, like memory of life is like watching wrestling with my old man. Yeah, yeah. And then um, from there, once I figured out how to you, tell time and what what, t- what time Raw came on, I was I was all in. Like right around the time, like right before Bret Hart left. Okay, okay. Like right around. Is there. that your favorite wrestler? No. Okay. Who get give, give me a top <laughs> give me a top three. Give me a top My three. My top three. Uh for Stone Cold's my favorite. Okay. That's my favorite. Because and I saw he, a lot of his me, pieces are inspired yeah, by Stone Cold. Yeah, and it's because he he's really the one that I look at and he just made me feel like this was real. Like it made yeah. me feel like real. It didn't feel like a a, a gimmick like Undertaker. Or, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It didn't it didn't feel like okay, this is a nigga dressed him in a costume. It felt like Stone Cold was real with the beard. Like, like he left out he left out the crib yeah. in them jean shorts. Yeah. It was yeah. like all right, I gotta go do something for a couple hours. I'll be back. Yeah. Uh, top three while um. I'm gonna be honest, like lately, Bubba Ray Dudley is in my top five, but I'm gonna okay. put him in there. I'm gonna okay. put him in my three. Are we right talking now. Bully Ray or Bubba Ray? Bully Ray? 
Okay, so you didn't watch TNA wrestling. This no. Is- no. <laughs> no, we did not watch TNA wrestling. No. Not at all. We don't watch we don't watch midget wrestling. No. Uh, we don't watch TNA. We don't no, watch I didn't watch TNA. Uh, Japan Sky Zoo, long, whatever the fuck you be talking about. New no. Japan Pro Wrestling is ama- is the best I shit hear on it TV. Is, though. I hear it's it is. the best shit on TV. I hear it is. So listen, I got a, a, a love and an affinity uh Barry, for hold, the hold on, WF. Hold on, you got one more. One more, Barry. Come back to me on that. Okay, okay. I'll put you on the spot. Yeah. Uh, we doing top three? Yeah. Uh, top three wrestlers? Uh, it's probably Stone Cold. Um, It's probably Stone Cold, Bret Hart, and Shawn Michaels. You love you love HBK. That's your boy. No, see, so the... the what, no, no, I'm, and I'm talking as a performer. I'm not... No, know. see, what happened was, right... We had that the Ric Flair versus Shawn Michaels shit, and then everybody just assumed that Shawn Michaels was my favorite wrestler because I took him because I said he's a better wrestler than Ric Flair. Than Ric Flair, oh for sure. Uh, I thought so too, uh, yeah. but Dame does not think that way. Really? Uh, <laughs> no. No, <laughs> um, no. So, no, Ric Flair is like right, right above Hulk Hogan. I love Flair. Yeah, like he's like they not they're like not, they, they're not they're great wrestlers. No. Re- they just know how to sell shit. So, yeah. so I guess for me, like being like I was, I've been fat my whole life, and I just saw like being. I remember being young and listening to Flair talk, mm-hmm. and like you know, I'm I'm from Detroit, and like I wouldn't see Flair unless I was like in Jersey visiting my grandparents. They got like TNA and like that down south TNT rather than like that down south wrestling back then. And I was like, man, I didn't know shit about him, but the way he talked and projected himself, I'm like, character. this nigga is a somebody. For sure. And then when he stepped into the WWF, because WWF and WWE, you know, like, I love WWF. I have a love-hate relationship with WWE. Oh, I remember man. watching Flair come in number, you know, two or three in the Royal Rumble and mm-hmm. running the table on niggas mm-hmm. and dropping with a tear in my eye. You know, with Mr. Perfect and Bobby the Brain Heenan. And, like, that was a moment for me. Mm-hmm. You know, the the regality of the robes and all, you know, jet flying, all just the whole lifestyle yeah, that he sure. projected. I was like, I like that shit. It's very much how y'all introduce y'all, y'all open up y'all podcast. That's it's, where it yeah. started from yeah. in real life. Like, because these intros just happened to come about, right? Mm-hmm. But it literally started, like, the the, the 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 episode after we did the, the Ric Flair battle and shit. Like I, I said, some some funny shit that started kind of poking fun with Dame, and um, then every week after that, we kind of like we played around with it for like it it was it wasn't great in it the beginning. It wasn't good for a long time. <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> it's like it, it, was, it wasn't confident. You know what I'm saying? It was yeah. like unsure. Like, <laughs> like I remember the matter of fact. I remember the episode where we That's started the doing was on. Yeah. And I was like, yo, hey, hey this is Jay Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> like it was bad. Like it like listening back, like, yo, this shit's all bad. But I mean, we but, you, you gotta have a starting point from somewhere. But sure. like when I think about like my favorites, Flair and Taker, one and two, and like if I could think of like a number three, man, like Ron Simmons. Like that was yeah, that was I mean, my guy. We, I mean, yes. I'm talking Juice Jerry Curl Ronson. Yeah, it's okay. not Farouk. Like, <laughs> yeah. like WCW electrical tape. Around yeah, the, Juice around the Jerry muscle. Curl Ron like, Simmons. Yeah, but like, in, like, I didn't even realize Bret Hart was one of my favorite wrestlers and shit until like relatively recent when I when I actually look back like, yo, 
this nigga really kind of been there for a long time, and he's like, like he's a good fucking right. Like on a technical level, oh for sure, he ain't the yeah. best character. No, you know what I'm saying. I don't like his. his but in the ring, yeah, in sure. the ring, he gonna do like for what he sure. got to do to win. Yeah. He don't always have to win with the sharpshooter. Is one thing that I love about Brett. Like if it's an opportunity for him to win and and finish up the match, he gonna find it. I kind of like when Brett turned to a bad guy though. Like and he like nigga when the Hart Foundation was a heel faction and them nigga, them niggas was deep and they was whooping ass. Like I forget who he put like in a sharpshooter until they like passed out and shit. Like nigga, he he fucked Stone Cold up one oh, week. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I, I believe was it was a, like a, uh, a it, Survivor right? Series yeah, or, yeah, yeah. or Royal Rumble. Yeah, like he put Stone Cold and had the nigga bleeding out. Yeah. Sure. Sure. So look, man. Before we get to your um to the wrestling drop, like the last time you was here, you know, what I'm saying you you we were talking about the the uprising network, everything, uh-huh. Uh-huh. um, and some merch that you were that you was dropping and everything. But like a lot didn't change so much change, <laughs> since then, man. So much didn't change. Like how has everything been? Uh, it's not even been a year, right? It just just turned a year. Um, to to put it, it's definitely it's definitely overwhelming for many aspects because. When I first when I first dropped the merch, I just thought it would be something like, okay, if you just watch what I do on the network, you can just wear a shirt to support the network in some way. I didn't look at it as um, like a, a a a revenue source for the network. Yeah. Uh, and one thing less, I remember when I first when I first dropped the picture of the hoodie, like I, when I first dropped that when I um was about to roll it out, and just instantly people just gravitated like, yo, the hoodie is the one, the hoodie is the one, and I ain't think nothing of it. And as we progressed throughout the, the 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 rest of the year, and I had my first event, sold out of everything that night. Uh, I had restocked like three times before April, and then once I really know, really realized it was a hit, is when I did I dropped the white and red one mm. uh, around Juneteenth, and I was selling hoodies in ninety degree weather, like outside, by hand to hand selling ni- selling hoodies in ninety degree weather. I and mean, you at least and made was, two runs up here because me and Jay both got the white hood. Yeah, during that time. So at that point, I was like, oh shit, I really, really got something. So I took some time off, and I really researched what people are interested in, what they like, um, how, how, the stories that I could tell through merch. And, you know, October, I relaunched with like uh, a total of five colors. And then I did the Pink Gators thing. And then from there, I just kept pushing back the wrestling thing. I knew I had something with that. but I just kept pushing it back and pushing it back because I kept on having more more ideas. Me and Curve have business meeting about business meetings about your shit all the time. Like, yo, this nigga Barry got something, man. We we will sit here and <laughs> go through the whole fucking plan and shit. Yeah, like, <laughs> man, he, he he definitely be he definitely be gassing me for sure. Uh, and, and a lot of times I don't even see these things for myself. I think he may have had the idea to send. Uh, a hoodie to like Trinidad James to, so he could wear it on the show because he do a lot of black owned things that he yeah. wear on full size. And run. he definitely rocked it. And he rocked it, you know. Uh, and I didn't. And the thing is, I don't expect. I didn't expect him to wear it because I had sent it to him like a month and a half or so before him, before he even wore it. So I kind of forgot about it. Um, so when he sported it on the show, I was like, "Damn, okay." And from there, like the numbers went crazy. But then when Ross posted it like two weeks or so before that. Numbers went crazy again. So my hardest thing now is like my job is really in the way from what I want to do. <laughs> yeah. It's really in the way. And I just don't want to. Uh, it's really like a crutch right now. And I just don't want to take that time off of work uh, and go full blown into my dream. And if it's not, I don't know. I just don't really trust myself. It's, yet. I mean, it's, I'm assuming it's a very scary thing. Yeah, it um, is. Because like when you got like some for sure, for mm. sure money, it's like, yo, I got these benefits over here. Yep. And I got this stuff yep. over here. Um, but, but this year, man, with, with well, within the last 12 months, 
I've seen so many people um, in my um, friends and people in my circle who went to the entrepreneur route with different merch and different things. I'm like, man, I don't got the courage yet. You know what I'm saying? I still, <laughs> I got a whole bunch of shit in the other room that we ain't never Box full no. of fucking merch. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I know. And I got a, uh, talking to my cousin last week, I got some, a whole bunch of shit in, in, in store. Um, but like, I just like, I be sitting back like, yo, these people like, these are normal folks that I just happen to know in life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, they out here doing I mean, I, great I, things. I especially look at like Judy, you know, when we had her on the show before, when she was just doing like W by Crystal White and before she went full fledged with the athleisure wear and like, it was just a, it was just a conversation. And now she this is what the fuck she does. And it, the shit is, the shit is bubbling. Mm-hmm. Like she's doing amazing and she going full, you know, open up the spot in Atlanta. Like she going full fledged with it. So, I, I mean, s- it's, it's all around us. It's only yeah. a matter of time. At this yeah. point. I see it for you, Barry in real life though. Like in real life, man, you got something good with that. I was, I was rocking the, uh, I rock, I rock them hoodies all the time. You know what I'm saying? You are like number three on the, like the most, like the customers that's purchased the most. You like number three on the list. Oh, that's what's up. Um, man, I, I, I enjoy the shit, man. I got a purple one cause I'm about to get these purple ones. I'm like, yo, I don't even got the ones yet. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But, know but I'm like, together. oh, I got to get them bitches. Yeah. They don't, I mean, I'm gonna have to trade for them. Maybe pay some tax, but like, you like I, 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 I want them shit. How did you um, get the hoodie in Ross hands? I just reached out to his right hand man. He had tagged him in his story. And I was like, I'm gonna reach. Cause I, cause I tried DMing Ross before and he ain't respond to that shit, you know what I'm saying? So I reached out to his right hand man so that that be with him, and I was like, "Yo, I just want to send him um, a hoodie, just celebrating black entrepreneurship." And I sent him a screenshot of what it was, and he was like, "All right, just send it to this address." With his, with he sent me the size, he sent him the shirt size, the pants size, shoe size. He was like, "Just send whatever you want," and I was like, "I sent it to him." And that was another thing I had sent it to him like a month or so beforehand before he actually posted it. And I saw him wearing it again, not wearing it again, but saw him wearing it in an interview like yesterday or something like that. Yeah, like um, I saw, I saw, well, I think Curve sent me the screenshot Mm -hmm. of when he posted it a couple weeks ago on his story and shit. And then I saw him wearing it on his story the other day. And I'm like, dog, this is so fucking, I'm I'm like, yo, this is great fucking timing. Because it was right before, I know Trinidad, James dropped that shit like the day before your launch. Yeah. I'm like, yo, this is fuck. This is God's work. Yeah, it is. Like, it this is, is God's I work. I'm like, I didn't plan none of this shit. <laughs> like, I didn't plan that part of the rollout was not planned. Like, the ro- all it, the other it, shit. It came together it just came how together. it needs. And then once together. that shit started popping, everybody, you know, like, everybody, I mean, I think around the city, everybody enjoy you. They think, you know, you got good relations with everybody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So people like to see each other win. Um, but then, like, when shit get popping, oh, niggas really want to support. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I and I, I felt that when Ross posted on his story a couple of weeks ago, uh, instantly, like, the engagement went up. And the thing about Detroit, man, it's one big popularity contest, man. Yeah. And it's like people are not going to support you until they see somebody else outside of the city with a, maybe a bigger name, give you some sort of cosign, and then next thing you know, everybody want to be like, yo, we supported you this whole time, which is cool. I'm, I'm thankful for the people that have supported me before and after he did that. Uh, but I just felt it It just instantly, the engagement changed tremendously once he did that. Yeah. Tremendously. Shit, use it. <laughs> oh, I'm going to use it. I'm going like, to milk it for sure. Because sure. not only did he wore it, he tagged it. Yeah. Like he tagged up. I'm like, oh, that's that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like yeah. that's that's sh- the love. And shout out to Ross. I follow Ross because of that. I don't even follow like celebrities in real life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I just follow like normal people. It's a couple Detroit 
quote unquote celebrities that I follow, but I'm like, I want to follow because like you don't gotta do no he shit. You don't gotta he, do that. You have to do that shit, man. And and I'm really appreciative. And the thing about right now, like I said, my job is in the way of what I really want to do. But I just don't want to let that crutch go. I get it. You know? I got them good benefits. You got kids, man. So, I mean, I. Singular. I mean, I put it to the atmosphere. More babies. More I babies. do one, one more. I do one, one more, man. Um, so, let me ask how, how has the quarantine been for you? Because, I mean. Quarantine, man. I hate, I hate to call it a blessing, man, with, with so much going on around. But for me, it just sat me down. If I didn't have quarantine, I would definitely still be uh, using my nine to five money to fund the Uprising Network. Yeah. But now with. The uh this new revenue stream with the uprising shop, I have my own ecosystem to where I can I don't have see the main th- the main thing is I was trying to find a way to generate some revenue so I don't have to wait on nobody for shit yeah I don't have to wait on no people like yo f- fill out f- this for this grant or a loan or something like that that's cool but I like to work when I'm ready to work yeah. if somebody needs some funding for a project I want to be able to say the uprising network got you. If somebody need come to me for with an idea, I want to be like the uprising network got you. I don't want to wait for nobody. That is my biggest thing. I just don't want to wait. I want to be able to fund my own projects and be independent because I'm inspired by people like Master P, of course, or what Griselda is doing right now. And I'm just really inspired by what they do. And I just want to be on that path as well. Yeah, uh, that's major. Um, I know you started. Um, you inspired me to do some vlogging. But I that I didn't do yet. Okay. <laughs> well, I had, that I haven't released yet. I, I've I've been recording. I just haven't I haven't released that shit. Same. I record a lot of shit. Just don't put out because I just it just feel we- it just feels weird just setting up a camera and talking to a camera or setting up something while I'm working. It just feels I don't know. It just don't feel like natural. No, but but the crazy thing is like you know I for the past couple of weeks I didn't do it this week, but like just me walking to the studio having like a quick brief conversation like just with myself but like people be looking for that yes. and the crazy thing is like we put so much of ourselves out there yeah. that like while we think is minute to us like people like really give a fuck about like what's going on in our daily lives like our <laughs> opinions life. about like when people reach out to me and like ask my opinion about shit I'm like nigga like who in my mind, I'm like, I'm just, I'm just a, a nigga from the west side, but like people want to want to know my insight on shit. Yeah. Um, so I, I I struggle with that too, right? Um, because I I think like yo, I'm just a just a nigga from the hood, blah blah blah. But then I'd be like, yo, I can't think of myself like that because I will always I would always be that, and other people see me see us in a different light. Uh, shout out to we've been talking about Curve or uh, Marcus. Uh, he had me uh, come speak to his eighth graders on um, on Thursday. No, what's that Tuesday? Um, because he one he's a cool teacher. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's, yeah. let's, like I could tell uh, that he's the cool teacher. Um, but he had me come speak to the uh, to his kids. You came to talk to the kids too, didn't you? Yeah, I did, man. I, and that was a lot of fun doing that. Uh, I was really surprised. Am, am, am I recording? Yeah, you are. You got you. Okay. Yeah. Because it's like whenever I talk, that the sound waves be. It'll be a lower, but I'm oh, recording okay. both ways. So uh, okay. I'm sorry. I'll track it I'll out. Step on your toes. Uh, what um, was the question? The kids, the A-Fro. Oh, yeah, man. They had a lot of great questions, man. It feels weird. It feels really, maybe weird is not the right term, but just I remember sitting in a classroom and people come again and you they're talking about their career and you sit in the class like, man, okay, whatever. Yeah, it just didn't seem interesting, but the kids were really engaged by what we were talking about, and I was really happy about that because 
Like I said, man, we had fucking junkyard dog from the Pistons come and talk to us in the classroom. Be like, nigga, we're Grand Hill at. Like, yeah. We don't we. We're not interested to hear from. It's from hard him. to connect with kids, you know? man. Like unless they like genuinely are interested in some shit. Yeah. And and I always hear that old adage. Well, you only got. You know, if you just reach out to one, why well, don't want to talk to just one? I, like, I yeah. want the motherfuckers to be yeah. like into what the fuck I got to say. Um, it's interesting. So, you know, it's kicking with the kids and hearing their questions, and and you know, he record. We record. I got video of it. I might use it somewhere. Um, but like, yo, know, I got to We got to stop thinking of ourselves so lowly, and like when others see you differently. You know what I'm saying? That's one of the things I struggle with because you don't. I don't. I'm never been like the regardless of what the intros may say <laughs> like i've never been the ego guy like yo yeah. look at me i'm yeah. better than everybody I like yeah, i don't like attention whatsoever. that's like that's not the in, in real life that's not it you know what i'm saying i have fun and shit with the with the intros and everything but that's not like yo i'm better than everybody even if i think i am <laughs> i'm i'm not it's 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 still kind of surreal like when people walk up on me like and i just be like at the grocery store getting bread and somebody be like, Hey, I, I recognize you from, from here. Like I remember just eating lunch one day, like in one of like, I'm not going to put it out there. Cause this is one of my spots. Now I want to see a bunch of y'all niggas at my <laughs> spot, but like, I'm just in the back eating lunch and like another nigga walk in with his date. And he's like, yo, I know you and your man from the podcast shit. And like, it's, it's still surreal that people like recognize us from shit because like for me, I just be moving, you know. I, I got my kids. I'm I'm grocery shopping. I'm getting shit for the dog. Like I'm just doing regular everyday nigga shit. And like when people recognize me, the shit still be crazy. Um, so I'm, I'm I'm focusing on that, trying to 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 view myself um, with my correct value. Uh, shout out to Monch from the uh, Black Owned Directory. Um, you know, on Wednesday, Clubhouse room on Clubhouse. I came through and I, um, he didn't doing them themed. Um, it was broadcast media um, this week. And, you know, I was on there at the featured uh, moderator or whatever it is. And just speaking about um, different things in the broadcast world and what we've been doing here and just giving tips and things. But sometimes you just got to have to sit back, you know, and I was speaking with the kids and I was asking different questions. And I'm thinking like, well, shit, like I actually have been doing this shit for quite some time yeah. um, before the podcast. Like I've been had my own radio station out of the out of the crib. My mom worked in radio. I've been in, in technology. I've been doing video and and photography and I've had 113 different podcasts come through here like like I know what I'm doing, right? And between the two of us there's so much shit like but beyond the pot like I was literally on air in Detroit for like two and a half years on the radio. So I mean like you know, while we may downplay it sometime like literally we this is what the fuck that we do. Yeah. Yeah. Um and so many other people want to do it at the same time. Yeah. Just don't know where to start. Yeah. Man, you got something, dog. <laughs> you got something. So uh during this time, I mean, the the merch went out, the the hoodies went up, the t shirts, uh, the crew necks. Mm -hmm. Now, um, uh, we kind of started talking about the WWE and, and like you did an unofficial collaboration. For sure. I'm like how did how did how did that tell me walk me through that uh, process? Well, you always see people on 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 Twitter saying how much Detroit has influenced like just pop culture in general. <laughs> today uh, for sure. Yeah. And oh, I, I missed it today. What was that about? A Cardi got a song. Oh, the up in the stuck shit? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> And even Osada said that shit like a year ago. But whatever. I mean this is 
I got get like Detroit. We gotta relax sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> like yo, Cardi don't mean no harm. Like, She'll be no. We don't own words. Yeah, like man. I don't uh, think she tried. So, uh, um. That shit just threw me off. My bad. Uh, what did you to ask the, me about the, one more the time? Detroit. The, oh yeah, okay. The Detroit, unofficial collaboration. The unofficial collaboration. You always see, see people on, especially Detroit Twitter, just talking about how Detroit influences just pop culture in the in the world, like just not just locally, just in the world. So I'm like, okay, so that goes back to what not I researched, like just the storytelling, and I could tell it, that that lane is why I opened through 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 the merch avenue of it, where if Detroit is so influential, why is it that we don't have anything? showcase now we can why we don't wear like why is it not on the shirts like for example the pink gators thing well, i was just listening to notorious big we've heard that line a thousand a million times in the hypnotized record but i'm like why nobody ever made the pink gators like a basketball a sports team and i'm like you know what i'm gonna go ahead and create a a, a fictional a sports league with detroit names in them yeah and that's how we got the pink. And that's gators. how we got pink gators. And I'm like, and then, and I'm gonna keep on, I'm gonna keep on coming up with different team names. I'm not gonna force it, but the pink gators was just the uh, inv- the it, the first team initiated into the. I, I, uh, I got a name I give you off air. It's, it's my fantasy football team every year. Okay, I I I'd love to hear it, man. Yeah, yeah, I give it to you off air. Uh. But yeah, like so, w- me being a real wrestling fan for a while, I wouldn't even watch that shit. But I started watching it again. I've really been intrigued about it because of Bianca Belair. I fucking love I Bianca love Belair. Bro. I love her. I love her. I love is that her. The young man. black girl. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's not really that young. She's thirty one. Oh, but but I spent some girl. time. I don't know. Something but. came across my timeline. I spent some time on her timeline and her her social media, and then I went to YouTube and I was just checking for her. And and I I like Bianca's like my my eight year old she like she's getting into wrestling yeah. and that gives her you know that representation that's what, is that's truly what I'm important. excited about because yeah. for one the wrestling division was so trash for so long, um, but Bianca is like literally a superstar like she's a superstar athlete for one and the wrestling I just see like the ceiling for her with younger black girls and and even boys for that matter I just see, and then she's like really like black as hell she's not like one of them that's you know, black, but she just it's just a persona on camera. But no, she's black as hell. Yeah. I don't know how to get back into wrestling. It's the men is not it, bro. Like I I don't know how to like it's been it's, it's been so it's look. been twenty years maybe. So look, so look, cause you 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 make my <laughs> you make my eyes hurt when you talk about this shit. You know, I know it's I know it's hard for you to accept something new, but if you're gonna get back into wrestling, I behoove you to to watch AEW on Wednesdays. WWE NXT and set your DVR for New Japan Pro Wrestling. It's never going to happen. The shit is is spectacular. It's spectacular. There's the cheat code on that. Like I, I got the WWE app, and sometimes they just put the matches on there, so you yeah. have to sit throughout the whole show to yeah. figure out what to watch and what not to watch. So if there is a match that sometimes I may hear about it or see something about it on Twitter or Instagram, so I go check it out. I check that match out. Yeah. But I'm not sitting and watching a whole raw. Because like, and, and, and hold on, and if you now. and if you're willing to to dive into the dark side, Major League Wrestling is also amazing. Also. Yeah, I'm not MLW. Uh, so listen, every time I need a WW, my, I need my wrestling fix. I go get the the WWE subscription again, uh-huh. and I and I I'll, I'll start from like the '80s and '90s, and because yeah. like I had some sort of investment. Like, I mean, I'm 38 years old. Like, some I'm gonna start isn't... watching some grown ass white man and and be invo- invested yeah. in his yeah. life. Some of the so, new shit isn't that good, but like good. if you. When you find something, there there are good nuggets inside yeah. of there. You just yeah. got to dig at it a little for bit. For sure. For me, because I watch it every week. 
Like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm watching wrestling. And we were spoiled with the with the wrestling in the nineties where an entire raw episode felt like it was action, non fucking. Yes. Because it, it was. It was non between stop. Raw and WCW. Yeah, because like, you had two leagues. Yeah. I mean, like it was a good it was non-stop, a good fucking time. But now it's like, damn, all right, man. What the f- But no, we next, still got bro, like, like on Wednesdays, AEW and NXT. Just just try and get into it. All right. Never happened. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but it's interesting, man. So because uh, you mentioned earlier, and we'll go into a little bit deeper, deeper. You was like, you want to tell stories yes. through the merch. Yes. And I don't think everybody wants to do that. Or everyone's not doing that, mm-hmm. rather. A lot of niggas just, yo, this shit cool. Let me put on a shirt yeah. and sell it. Yeah. And I, I, I kind of think it's possible that the reason that your stuff is hitting so much because it feels more intentional than just, yo, this sure. cool, let me throw that shit on For the For sure, shirt. that's one thing I, I refuse to do is just throw my logo on a shirt and be like, hey, I mean, that's cool, you know what I'm saying, some, for some brands, or just throw it on a, a hoodie and a matching pair of pants and just call it that. But I just want to tell stories with everything I do. I want it to feel like something every single time. I want it to be a piece of me every single time. With, with the first release, of course, like I said, WWE was like my dream job in the beginning. And then my favorite wrestler of all time is Stone Cold. So it only made sense for me to do that first. Um, with the, and then with the unauthorized cover, that's not a real cover. That's just something I, I made up, but you would never know that, you know. So tell the folks. Um, so we we started talking about Detroit always saying, "Hey, we're we're, we're influential. We are the influencers yeah. of pop culture." And this whole theme was based upon it happened in Detroit. Yes, with the first release. Um, well, it's not the first. With the first release of the year, the WWE. I always, I always want to call it WWF, but for for marketing purposes, it's WWE. Uh, it happened in Detroit. That's the name of it. it so these, this, the shirts that I released. They have these moments happened in Detroit. You know, there were plenty. I did when I say I did extensive research. Like it was going to be like five shirts at first. Yeah. And I'm like, let me cut it down. And I didn't think it was going to be that big of a. I ain't think. I mean, I, I really don't think people be watching me like that. So I was just going to put it out, whether people it's sell or not. I do so much. I do numbers with the black on operator history that it leaves me flexibility to do other things. Yeah. So I don't be pressed if it doesn't go too crazy. Um. But with that, I had to immediately order more merch. Like immediately. When I first dropped that video um, with the uh, with the clips in it and the pictures of me wearing the shirts and stuff like that, I knew immediately I had to start. When, when I see you in the vest, man, you killed you with the belt dripped rollout, over your though. shoulder. You, like in real life, you killed this rollout. And now that I think back of it, you've been playing this shit for a long time. So the, the reason I got this belt on the table is because I saw you post the belt that you took the smoke in your skull. Belt. Yeah, and I was like, I'm like, dog, that belt look cold as fuck. And I literally jumped on the internet and bought. This belt, because I've been wanting to buy that bitch for a long time. I'm like, let me go ahead and buy this belt. And yeah. that was months ago. Yeah, that was that, Thanksgiving. Yeah, that because it was initially supposed to come off of Black Friday. And okay. I pushed it back to December 11th, then December 18th. And I'm like, you know what, fuck it. I'm just going to kick it off kick off the year with it. And, man, I'm glad I pushed it back when I did because it's just little things that I did that I didn't have initially when I was first going to roll it out. The puzzle wasn't going to be a thing. The videos wasn't going to be a thing. The pictures wasn't going to be a thing. I love the videos because it reminded mm-hmm. me like the old Raw promo videos, like for the for, for sure, a triple man. threat match or some for shit. For sure, man. I, I, I definitely did my research on this, man. And I, I really worked hard on it. And the thing about it is I could, I'm going to do this every single month like once a month i'm doing a drop similar not wrestling because i, I gotta do a volume to a wrestling because people are like yo what about this what about that so i'm gonna go ahead and and, and uh strike while the iron is hot it was, on it that, was one moment know? that i not necessarily a moment but like an event that happened with wrestling in detroit that i was hoping that you was gonna get it was like the 
the last one at Joe Lewis. You know what I'm saying? Like there was a lot of like last good matches at Joe Lewis. I remember uh should I forget what pay-per-view? It might have been Hell in the Cell where like Shane McMahon jumped off the uh, yeah, uh jumped off sure. the top of the cell. Yeah, 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 and yeah. I remember Cheyenne went to the last like uh wrestling event at Joe Lewis and there was a shirt that I wanted her to get. It was a Brock Lesnar shirt that said last throw it to Joe. Okay. And I was I was wishing I, I remember had that. my hands on that one. Yeah, I I, I'm not I'm definitely not done with it. Uh like I said, it was gonna be way it was gonna be more than what it was initially. And then I had my man's uh my friend Delon, who was an artist. I've known him for about a decade. And I didn't know he was like an artist until like the last like year or so. He kept that really low key. I saw his artwork on a billboard. He won some sort of award for something. He had his 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 artwork on a billboard for like three months during the summer. And I'm like, that only makes sense to have him give his interpretation of the scenes that I wanted to put on shirts. And it just happened to work out, man. I'm really Stone Cold getting arrested down at Joe Lewis, the WrestleMania. Stone Cold putting the Stone Cold Stunner on Donald Trump. Mm Of course, I had to get that shirt. Absolutely, (laughs) like in Detroit, and then it was it happened in Detroit. The other one where Stone Cold threw the rock belt off the the fucking Belisle Bridge. I remember watching that shit, and I remember he told the rock, he's like, "If you don't give a damn about the belt, neither do I," and tossed that bitch right off the Belisle Bridge, dog. It happened in Detroit. Yes, I got a I got a name for this fucking episode. It happened in (laughs) Detroit. In Detroit. Man, this is fucking dope. Uh, the reason I say you killed the rollout because the 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 visuals were on point. Um, just with the with the holding the belt, um, like your logo next to the this WWF F logo. Yeah. That's oh, this shit look cold. Thank you. Like man. this look like some yo WWF actually approved this shit. I, then the exactly videos with everything. Like, I needed that. Yo, that I, shit. I was hoping I get like some kind of cease and desist or something. I hope that that means somebody really watching yeah, and I'm yeah. really making some noise. It's coming. So I hope. I hope so. So I'm gonna keep on. I'm gonna keep on doing my unofficial collabs and hopefully something come of it. I'm gonna keep doing it. Man, that's just, it's extremely dope, man. This uh, is dope as fuck. So I had to grab at least. Uh, I'm gonna probably get some more, <laughs> but uh, I had to get the Stone Cold one first. Stone Cold is probably like he up there with my favorite wrestler. What? Uh, what? Like, like that shit was th- that's Man. classic Stone Cold. Classic. Shit. Them, them times where they in raw with him running into the ring. It's a ring full of wrestlers, and they can't have him come running in at the last minute and take everybody out. You know, I, yeah. I would be fucking jumping through the fucking roof. First of all, Stone Cold shits, is one of the best receivers I've ever seen because I've never seen him drop a beer that came that came <laughs> while he was in the ring. If they threw it, that nigga caught that yeah, shit for sure. Uh, and then the detail. I saw you talk talking on uh, on the socials and shit yeah. about um, this uprising um, that's sewn into like the back of the shirt and like all your official merch yep. is gonna have that because um, a down here bootlegging already. No, I just oh. want, I just want to make sure. I mean, you gotta be prepared for that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, another type I wanted to talk about, which is which is cons- was is inside of this. Y'all been seeing this Montclair? Uh, oh, I yeah. saw that shit. I don't this, think that's real though. It's real. Yeah, you can look at the tag and, and yeah. Okay. So I went Damn. to my group chat and a couple of the homies, my homie Dan. Uh, I'm like, listen, I put this shit like y'all niggas go upload y'all shit and go see if it. He was like, Man, I don't think that shit real, but niggas came back with videos and it really does it. Oh shit! And okay. if your shit do not do it and it's not real, but then I got you know, the, I saw the irony in that video that they was upping that shit. On yeah, on the, the air fucking mattress. air mattress. That's, that's <laughs> that, stop sleeping like on that. the floor, my nigga. It'd be nigga. like that. Then I got to thinking like, yo. Niggas been walking around with a RFID chip in their fucking coat for years and not knowing it. Mm. Oh, here you go. 
I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you when you when you walk into the when you walk into the store, you get a 15% email discount. Like they know you there. Yeah. The same thing with your phones when you turn your Bluetooth on or like we do the raffles for the Jordans and shit, right? Um, in, in order to rent, I've given up on those raffles. Well, in order yeah, to, I mean, it's digital, you know what I'm saying? But in order to get more, like if you go to this store, if you go to Foot Locker and check in, you get bumped up in line, you know what I'm saying? But they know you there because your phone tells them there's a beacon inside the store. And once uh, you get there, they know you was there. You just check in from a close like location. I like the raffles. I'm an old nigga. I want to go, bitch, you get here early, you get the shoe. You don't get here first early, one, you don't serve. get the shoe. I get that, but that's not what this is about. This is about the technology that niggas are putting in their clothes. The first person I seen this shit was Nipsey, right? Yep, when yep, he was doing that. Yep. Then I was like, well, how long? QR code on the code. Well, how long has, have, have Montclair or other, other brands did that? Yeah, I don't know. And how, how easy or how difficult it is. And why is it? Well, I feel like a secret to us. Yeah. You know, them niggas, I'm sure them niggas did it by accident. Because I remember when Nip did it, I, I watched the, the, the young kid who For developed sure. that technology. I Googled this nigga and I was searching him. I watched all his interviews yeah. on uh on YouTube and everything. Like he made that shit himself. So I don't know if niggas bit it from him or I hope that young man getting paid. But it's like, well shit. Um I think I mean it's a it's a cool idea as long as people know that's it, it it's in there. Right. Cause like, well shit. Maybe they do that on the uprising joint and now they get the I don't know. It's a it's a thought, man. Uh, now they get an interview with you or, or, or a, a behind the scenes video of you doing the whole drop. You know what I'm saying? Um, or shit, maybe just even a, a an exclusive uprising TV video. Yeah, I mean, it, it, whatever. Like, and everybody who bought the merch, just I mean, this this now this is not new. I, this is literally from from Nip. He was like, "Yo, scan the scan the goddamn thing, and y'all gonna get content that you would never get. Like, you may hear a song that niggas can't hear because you bought the." You bought the, the hoodie or bought this and you scan it. Right. I'm like, well, shit. Uh, I'm I'm probably won't. I'll do a QR code. <laughs> I don't got the the bandwidth right now or the technology to put that shit in there. Uh, at least I don't know yet because shit could be really easy. It could be. Um, I ain't never looked into it. But uh, yo, man, that's that's a uh, that's a thing. Yeah, man, that's big. That's big. Um, this is high. This is good quality. Thank you. This is good quality stuff. I, I really wanted to make it feel like that. And I had I had to sit something out earlier this week uh, on the tweets. Sometimes I be getting in my feelings a little bit. I want black people. This is a damn quote. Uh, Get it right then. <laughs> to be free from the bondage <laughs> of luxury. I fucking hate it. Like the term. You hate luxury items or. Or just how luxury is used. How luxury is used. Okay. I can right. get with that. Okay. Uh, let me bring up this shit. Because the definition of luxury don't mean it's good quality. It means um, um, insignificant. I think that was where uh, an insignificant item that's high priced and hard to get, essentially. It don't mean that it's high quality. Right. And sometimes I think we think about luxury being quality. A state of great comfort and extravagant living. Go ahead and go through all of the Or they equate luxury with expensive. And like, I've even heard the term affordable luxury. Mm-hmm. Well, by default, luxury means it's not easy to get. You can't have affordable luxury because now everybody can get it, mm-hmm. which means it's not luxury anymore. Mm-hmm. But what, what, I, what, what we should be focusing on is high quality. 
if I have a high quality product, that's what I want to buy. I want to buy high quality goods, not necessarily the luxury. And I think with some of us, we focus on like, no, I want, I want this to be a luxury brand. So you price it at a ridiculous amount of money and you'd be like, well, why come I can't price it that way? Yeah. Cause it's not like it got to be quality as well. Yeah. Like I don't give a fuck if it's luxury. Like you can get a luxury vehicle, right? You can go Cadillac is a luxury vehicle. Yeah, I think Caddy is still considered a luxury vehicle. Everybody can get a fucking Cadillac if they want to. That, that, that it's not limited. Like it's only a certain amount of Aston Martins that's gonna be made, right? Yeah, we know that's quality and it's luxury. But like, it's not luxury if anybody has the access. It's to luxury it. because yeah, it it keeps the average man from getting one. Like if you don't have a certain level, you can't buy an Aston Martin. You just can't. You just can't walk into a Bentley dealership if you don't make a certain amount of money. I can go and rent one. Yeah. For I don't know, three hundred dollars for the day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but I just want us to get away get away from this mind frame that if it's not luxury, it's not high quality. Um, because it's not that's it's not the case. Because if, if 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 Barry wanted to, yo, all this shit. Three hundred dollars a hoodie. Hundred fifty dollars a pop. Then it's an unauthorized drink. I might get I might get a cease and desist. No, it's high quality. It was it's it's. We had an artist. <laughs> we had somebody make this shit himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got high quality stitching. The the the, the whole nine yards. The the rollout was great. Everything yo. was well thought out, bro. I really took my time with it. So if you was like, yo, all these shits is one twenty five a pop. I pro- I pay it. Because I know it's a it's a good quality. I'm not paying it. I'm not paying for it because I don't want nobody else to wear it or it's quote unquote luck. When I think of luxury, I used to confuse that shit with high quality too. And by definition, that's not what it means. Yeah. So yeah. go buy what you like and go buy high quality. That don't mean go put out some low quality shit. Don't do that. <laughs> and don't buy low quality shit. But like just because it ain't just because it's not an astronomical price. Um, don't mean it's not luxury because this is some luxurious shit. And we Thank and you. we putting the the price point back into the creator's hands. One hundred percent. You know, I I I think we need to get into some some things that happened this week. Yeah. The Joe Button deal with Patreon. Yeah. Him leaving Spotify and you know really making his own making his own cost for for his product. I I see your face tight. I know you got. I, I know you and Joseph have have your issues. Oh, listen. You know, we've been noted, you know, that sometimes it'd be things that we talked about on the podcast that that, that come up on, that, on that, his podcast a yeah, week later. Absolutely. Um, this is my fault, though, because me and Ant been talking about taking the podcast this week in culture to Patreon for over a year. Yeah, we, we've had that conversation <laughs> like for over a year. Extra content. Yeah. Given ex- and given exclusive content. extra content. We even created the Patreon. The whole nine yards. We I mean, did, it's not. It's not too late, though. It's not too late. Yeah, it's gonna. It's, we we clearly gonna do it. Um, but it's not gonna be because of Joe. Like the the Patreon being created like a, over a year ago, and we've been talking about it for over a year. I know he listens. You know, so, sometimes <laughs> sometimes it just takes time to, for for our rollout to develop because this isn't Fact. our full time thing. Like yeah. we all got nine to fives. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man. Uh, but like I I I support that shit a hundred percent though. Um, the Patreon is, is is where to go, man. I like to see creators getting paid for their creativity because, like, too many times 
you know, I, I have a lot of friends in different creative fields and like people reach out with like, it's good exposure. Well, bitch, exposure don't pay my fucking DTE bill. Exposure mm. don't put groceries in the fucking refrigerator. Like creatives need to get paid and they need to get paid what what they're worth. I mean, like I don't under, I don't think y'all know how much 246 episodes cost me. You know what I'm saying? Like not even financially. Like I don't I don't think you understand how much that shit cost me. I don't think you understand how much 145 145 episodes of This Week in Culture cost me. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a lot. Not like my like it's a lot. Yeah. It's been a long time. Like it 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 cost a lot. Um and so and it's a and the love is appreciated, and um, so you know for those who want to participate and want some extra, it'll be over there. The merch when the merch drop, and I called Dame last week while he was in the hospital and shit. Uh, just because because meetings don't stop, you know. <laughs> even though I'm hooked up to an IV drip, meetings don't stop. And you know, I was talking to my cousin, the gentleman I sent you, or said, hey. Um, if you ever had some issues oh, with somebody yeah. wanting to print that, yeah. I had a conversation with him last week as well. I was like, listen, my man had nobody wanted to do it. He was like, yeah, I get it. And I was like, I told him to shoot your way. If you ever run into that, um, like you may not put your name on it per se, but I'll make that shit for you. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? People yeah. uh, kind of anyway. Um, but we got a lot of merch um, that's on the way. So if you're looking to people only support you how you ask them to support you. Buy the shit when we post it. That's that's yeah. what we asking for. Buy it when we post it. Um, we got kids to feed. We got bills to pay. Buy it when we fucking post it. And I got uh, man, I got more content. I wanna I wanna put out. You know, and uh, man, I got more, I got. I'm sitting on a whole bunch of content right now that I've been saying I'm gonna drop every for the last four podcasts. I said I'm gonna drop it. We, we, never we, dropped. We finna drop so much <laughs> shit. I mean, like if 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 it's a market for it. We trying to corner that bitch. If bitches want to buy my underwear, I'll sell mm-hmm. it for a fee and I'll autograph. I fuck with Joe and his, you know, his 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 um his want to be independent. Uh, I ain't put the merch out fully yet because I bought a couple websites and the back end support for like a merch site. But I'm trying to create a. I don't want to go to like a third party because I want it all. Um, no middleman. No middleman. So I don't know whether I'm a I'm a do a third party to get it kind of kicked off and then switch it over because I do want to get this shit out like like right now. We got a couple hundred dollars worth of merch just just sitting in the studio. It's time to recoup. Um, but yo, man, this shit is it's about to get is I've been exp- I've been inspired, man, by by all of my friends and people in my circle. Like this shit is inspiring, man. Yeah, man. I, I like to see my people doing good. You know, I wish I'm wishing millions on all my dogs. For sure. All my dogs. Uh beyond this, we did have a couple other things on the agenda. I did have an axe to shop question. Yeah. You know, Barry, you a father, so I want to get your input on this. Okay. And we got a couple answers I want to read off on it. But my axe to shop this week was a scenario I saw posted on Facebook, and I'm gonna read it out. A woman is married to a man with kids. The woman and the kid's mother had beef. The kid's mother has passed away. The man wants his kids to come live with his, him and her. The woman does not want the kids to live there. She says they got other family to to help take care of them. Is she wrong and what should happen? Yes, she's wrong. 
Okay, G- give give me your insight. She's wrong because if you are, they marry, right? Yeah, they're married. So you gotta accept the kids as your own as well. What what is what is you what is you, you should accept the kids you, yeah. as your own, but sometimes like you see a a, a disconnect. But how how if you you're you're married to someone, your wife is saying, "Yo, your kids can't your kids can't live here." Like at this point, like you're choosing between you and my children. Yeah. What, that, like, what, what are we gonna do here? So I gotta choose my children every single time. Look, I I'm never not going to choose my babies. And if any woman that I'm with has an issue with that, like it's two things I ain't ne- it's one thing I ain't never seen in life. Well, really two. A pig that can fly and a bitch I need. So I mean, if you trying to choose yourself over my children, I'm gonna cut you the fuck off. So let me ask, uh, Dane. Uh if your son was dating a woman or he married to a woman mm-hmm. they living in their house or whatever um and a woman happens to have five children okay and she like yo uh all five of my kids are coming to live with us what would you tell your son to do so the kids don't currently live with her mm-hmm she ain't got custody of the motherfuckers like what type of what type of dusty hair say the same the same with? situation but man, it's time to be a man. And if you can't deal with it, then you got to look at yourself in the mirror, say that you can't deal with it, and like a man, walk away from the situation. But if they I always look at it like this, I've definitely, you know, I've been out here. I'm out here. Like, I done definitely dated women with kids. I dated a chick that had eight kids, man. And, and if all eight had to come live with you and you got five right now, and you and let's just say you don't want that to happen because you don't want 14 people inside of your house. It, it may not. I'm just, I'm just, almost at, this I'm, is I'm, hypothetical. I'm, I understand Would you the hypothetical. for not wanting to, to have 14 people inside of your house? Am I wrong for not wanting to have 14 people? No, but if I actually tell her and be like, them kids can't come here, then yes, I'm wrong. You're not wrong for feeling what you feel and having an opinion. But at the end of the day, like, what's the what's the what's the other recourse them babies go out to the streets or the foster homes like no nah. yeah, they, they got other family members that can help no. 14 people a lot but of people even when you get married to someone with all them kids you have to understand that's a possibility 100%. that's a possibility that someday they may we all might have to be under the same roof look man i i, I walk into any situation and i know i got five mm-hmm. any woman that i've ever dealt with it this is going to be something serious like look I got five with three different women. And you know what? I may not, you know, our relationships may be what they are, but like they family. Yeah. Like this, this is my family. Right. And if you can't deal with it, that's fine. Just tell me up front that this is too much for you because I don't feel a way. Mm-hmm. But like if shit hit the road. What if guess- it's not too much while they living with their mama who's alive? <laughs> I didn't know if she was going to die. These my motherfucking babies. And guess where they not going to be in the streets. I get Bitch, it. you yeah. will be in. I will. Ev- I'll evict you and not like through the courts. Like I drag you by the back of your weave down the block and like you'll get the fuck out. But like my babies, they coming. And if you can't deal with it, get your bitch ass. You got yeah, some. I, you got other family, too. Right. Go live with them. I can't imagine looking my son in the face and be like, Yo, you can't live here because you don't want you here. Bro. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. going around social media. It was a, it was a, a couple months ago. It was a, a similar situation. Yeah, and um, like she wouldn't take the kids and he, he chose her 
I mean, he chose the kids over oh, her. Okay. Oh, and they was trying, not, and they was trying yeah. to get back together, and like that was the reason. It was like, yo, what's what's wrong with her and shit? I, I don't, I don't want to get back with you. I don't, I don't, I don't, because like once me. I see some shit in you that I can't deal with, I can't go back to re fucking with you that same way. Like, but she the woman, and in the divorce, now you gotta take care of all these kids, and I'm about to get some alimony. You only got to get it alimony if it's if it's if it's ten it. if it's ten years or more. And I will say this in every podcast: it's cheaper to take her the fuck out. Okay, right. it is. It's it's, right. it's cheaper to run her off All the right. road. Right. It's cheaper to put fucking Ajax inside her drink. Like right. it's, it's cheaper All to right. take her All out. Right. All right, the, the views are ex- expressed here on this podcast are from this Dame Gone Wild and Dame Gone Wild. I got another <laughs> hashtag: Dame don't get no fuck. It's cheap. It's cheaper to take the bitch out. Now I did get a, a, a couple people that decided to respond. Uh, shout out to the homie Hadira. Uh, she says she's wrong. Kid. We not we not reading her comment on air. Sorry. Oh, because Hadira did play she you. Got, she she got, did play you on she, this week in culture. She she got she's blocked. <laughs> she did play you on, on, on this week in culture. Oh, she gonna love that. Well, I'm just gonna say Hadira <laughs> said she was wrong, and now I'm moving on. Uh, shout out to the Detroit Red. I forgot the name of her her podcast. She was in here recording with uh Tamika and Brittany. It's Alchemy something, but I don't want to get it wrong. Sex love alchemy. Yeah, please don't kill me. Too. Yeah, sex please love don't. Alchemy. But she says she's crazy. She's a selfish bitch. She wrong. Uh, Shao's journey. Hell yeah, she got to go. Kids come first. Uh, sneaker sale. Six two one sneaker sale. That's that's Nina husband Dwayne. He do resell sneakers too, just in case you don't get. Oh yeah, you don't get what you get. He said he's wrong. Is two plus two equaling five? Ash Ashley was like, I think she's being petty because those children have lost their mom. Family should assist, but he's their father and now their primary caregiver. Correct. Sylvia came in with something real uh to the left and said. Is she wrong? No. Is she petty? Yes. As far as kids going, that's their dad. And that's that's just what it come down to. You can feel how you feel. Yeah. My children ain't going nowhere. But like, so. So my answer is similar to hers. I don't want that to be her answer. Right. I don't want the answer to be no, your kids can't live here. But I would want you to express that up front first. Mm-hmm. If that's your real feelings. Right. Because I don't want you to just. You're going to go along with it because you're my wife. and this <laughs> You're going to go along with so it. Tell her, Jason. You're going to do what I say. <laughs> I would want, I don't think you're wrong for expressing that because if that's how you feel. Now, since this is a marriage, we all, we're all we not going to be happy all the time. So you're going to have to get over this shit because these, these, like, these is my kids. They're not going nowhere else. But I'm, I don't think she's wrong per se for having that feeling. Um, I don't like you, though. Okay. Yeah, I don't like you. That's fair. That's fair. Um, so we're going to bang the gavel on that one. Let them kids come stay with you. If the bitch don't like it, she ain't got a lid here. Uh, where to plug in, man? Because I do got a story time with Dame, and I believe this, like, uh, appropriately uh, needs the story time with Dame intro music. I had a crazy situation going on with one of my homeboys while I was in the hospital. Uh, I've talked to him. You know, we we talked it through, you know, <laughs> uh, the the names will be changed to protect the innocent. But the story, uh, you know, will play out how is how is supposed to play out uh, as per tradition. Uh, it's time for story time with Dan. Shout out to the nigga Mac Moody and born to Mac. As the the intro music for Storytime with Dame. Yo, I found the other Storytime with Dame music. I know you changed it. It was Freaky Tales. 
It was too short, freaky tips. I'm not gonna let it play out like as long as I normally do. But shout out to the homeboy Mac Moody, born to Mac. So look, you know, I was in the hospital this week dealing with my own shit, and you know. And when you in the hospital, anybody that's been in the hospital for a long time, whether you had a child, had a procedure, you know you don't get no motherfucking rest in the hospital. Hell no. They come and fucking with you every every two or four hours. By the time you start to get a good nod in, right, somebody come right up. flicking the lights <laughs> on. Look, man, the surgical team, I I had I gave them niggas the business one day because the surgical team come in at six o'clock in the morning mm. and they was like eight deep. So like nigga, I first of all, I'm just waking up. Cause I maybe had like two hours worth of sleep. When I wake up and open my, open up my eyes and I see eight motherfuckers, I don't know if this is a dream yeah. or if it's a nightmare. But yeah. y'all niggas not taking me. Right. You know what I'm saying? So just being in the hospital and just dealing with shit, you know, you 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 right you you realize a lot of shit. Number one, since Wildin' Out is not on MTV no more, they show ridiculousness like. All day back long. Now. They just they just signed a the deal. They back. Yeah, no, no, they, they are back. Yeah. But like prior to them coming back, yeah. MTV ain't got no program. They ain't got shit. They show man. ridiculousness Non-stop. all day long, and I probably watch every episode <laughs> of it being in the hospital this week. Uh-huh. Uh, I also watch a lot of swamp people and like niggas like uh, hunting alligators. Like I feel like I could do that shit. Really? Yeah. The shit looks. The shit looks good. Like I want to try it. My homeboys. I've seen that they, not go they, well on the internet. Before. Are they wrestling alligators or are they like hunting with like weapons? <laughs> you 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 put up a trap to get the alligators to come out. Like maybe you hang some chicken thighs from from a tree <laughs> and then you go back and you put hooks. No no, but they putting hooks in the chicken thighs and shit. Okay. So when you go back, the gator is hooked, on, hooked on. So you got to shoot the motherfucker and then pull it on the boat. But like you know. Shooting oh, the alligator okay. while it's moving and an exact science. And like Jay said, you know, some of the shit didn't go like oh. how the fuck you spe- how the fuck you expected to go. Okay. So I was watching a lot of that shit. And shout out to my homie Dave, who's actually in Florida and was hunting alligators this week. But all that, you know, all, I, I tie that all in to say, like, I'm in the hospital not doing shit most days. I had like one procedure where they put this catheter back in my chest. And then just like days between shit. Like, well, we gonna do this on Monday. Mm-hmm. But shit, it's Friday night, so like ain't shit. Yeah. I'm just literally chilling in the hospital yeah. watching TV yeah. and eating food for like two days. Yeah. And because I'm in the unit I was in, I couldn't have no guests or nothing. So I mean, I'm talking to niggas through FaceTime, watching a lot of TV. But early Saturday morning, I get a call. And it's not from it's a number, but like you know how you like I kind of recognize that number, but I don't. So I just let it go to voicemail because, okay. like you know, if you really need to say something to me and I don't pick up, you know, you leave a you leave a motherfucking voicemail. So not new. Oh, that's the old. So you leave a motherfucking voicemail. So I go back to check the voicemail and it was like, "Hey, Dame, this is such and such. I need to call. I need to talk to you about." And let's just say we'll we'll use our old uh, Barney and Rubble. I need to talk to you about Fred. I'm like, <laughs> fuck, what's up with my nigga Fred? I called a number back. It's like, hey, uh, somebody just called Dame about my boy Fred. She was like, hey, Dame, this is Wilma. And Fred was at my house and he had a stroke. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Let me get Fred's brother on the phone so I can like, kind of loop him in the th- in the loop of things because my nigga Fred is married. He's a married man and Wilma who called me Wilma. is 
is Fred's side pussy. Oh, we use the fake names. I'm yeah, like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm very familiar. <laughs> I'm definitely protecting the okay. innocent. Okay, okay. And okay. Wilma is Fred's side pussy. Okay. And she's trying to get in touch with Fred's brother because she said Fred had a stroke. So in my mind, it's racing like, oh, shit. First of all, is my is my guy good? You know what I'm saying? Because a stroke is some serious shit. Fred, mm-hmm. like my age, maybe a little bit older. I know he ain't taking care of his, his health. He a big nigga. So I'm thinking, all right, shit, this is fucked up. So I call Fred's brothers like, hey, yo, Fred had a stroke. Fred's brothers like, I already know. I'm like, okay, well, like, fill me in. He was like, Fred had a stroke over Wilma's house, the side bitch. He couldn't get a hold of Wilma because she worked at the plant. And anybody that know if you had to plan it on the line, sometimes it's a little bit difficult to get a hold of niggas. Mm-hmm. So in turn, because Fred couldn't get a hold of Wilma to come help him, he ended up calling his wife to Wilma's house because, baby, I had a stroke. What's up? I, I see hand signals. Mm-hmm. Oh, And he ended up calling his wife to a side chick house to come help him because his wife is a nurse practitioner. And, baby, I need some help. Because I'm 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 stroking the fuck up. I know something is wrong. My side bitch will not pick up. So I have to call my wife for assistance. So needless to say, you know, he's supposed to be at the house because he need to call the police, nigga, not the wife. Yeah, you would have been better off calling the police over your wife, bro. But I mean, essentially, you're gonna have to go to the hospital. You're gonna have to list an emergency contact. You definitely not listing. I'm not list I'm not having a stroke and listing my side chick. As the emergency contact, I got you. Got to list. You got to list your wife. You got to list your wife. And he had to call his wife, and that's how she found out. You know, my homeboy was you know out in these streets, sleezing. Uh, but to keep with the adage, black men don't cheat. Fred is half Puerto Rican for this story, so he's 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 a cheater. Oh, Have man. you talked to Fred? I did talk to Fred. He is fucked the fuck up. Like he man. got the. The, the 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 limp arm and and don't and, nobody and want to take face. care of you if you a piece of shit. He's still in the hospital. And like, we, and not saying that he is, but like in her eyes, like yeah, it's hard to ask your wife to take care of you after, after this. After that, yeah. like when everything is good, better for worse, the whole nine yards. You are gonna fix your husband, your wife up, but like once you find out, like oh bitch, she was over there. Like it's it's a Tyler Perry movie in, in in the making, and at the end of the day, like the ball is in her is in her court. Like, is she going Thanks, to Fred. take care of you when you get out the hospital? We don't know till you get released, and I'm just hoping for the best for my for my guy. Yeah, man, that's fucked up. Damn, Damn Fred. Oh, uh, that's fucked up, Fred. Uh, my bad. Shit, I don't know. I call, mean, call the police I, next time, though, nigga. Still, yeah, but once still, you get like to the hospital, you could change your story up. Okay, so so <laughs> so, so so I'm gonna follow you on this one. You call the police, but nigga, your car is still wherever the fuck it's at. I'll worry about All that right. later. I'll worry about that later. Like what? So, what so, when, so when you come to and she asks you, "Where's your car? Why the fuck was she asking me where my car at? How'd you get here? Ambulance. Well, baby, I called the police. I went. To, I came here in the ambulance. Okay. Well, well, baby, me and my sister gonna go pick up your truck. Where is that? I don't remember. Okay. All right. I'm. I mean, I yeah, just had a fucking sure. stroke. I don't that fucking remember the, the symptoms. Memory loss. I would rather lie about that than like, <laughs> yo, I'm at something. Like, yeah, come on. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, if, uh, nigga, but that, I guess in the moment he's like, he about to die, and he's like, I'm just gonna call somebody I know is gonna pick up. Yeah. Is I she guess. gonna stop the stroke over the phone? Like, <laughs> call the police, I call the ambulance. I mean, at, at some point the ambulance was called, but like, for for like you, anybody that's had a stroke or knows somebody that's had a stroke, if you don't react quickly, yeah, like you know the chances of you surviving, yeah, surviving or not. 
you know, succumbing to Like, if to that woman is that, mo- that, that important to your life, man, do right by that woman. Like, come on, man. I mean, it's, that's the it's, first part. When something fucked up happened, you called that motherfucker. It's easy to say in hindsight. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's easy sure. to, it's easy to do in real life. It is, but, you know, there's only one thing better than pussy, and that's new pussy. And, you know, sometimes we just I get mean, caught I, up. I used to think that when I was 17. 27? <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to say, nigga. Uh, 37? Say no. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, uh, shout out to my boy Fred, dog. I'm praying for you. You know, I'm pulling for you. I can't come see you because, you know, the vid is out. But, uh, you know, man, I'm, I'm hoping for the best. And, you know, I've talked to you. Uh, I don't know if she's your former side lady or, or still Dang. holding the position. You know, she's praying for you too. So I need you to I need you to pull through, my nigga. Man, that's tough, man. Story that's, time with Dang. Yeah, that's that's tough for for the for the homie. Uh, hope he make it through, man. Me too. Yeah, Me too. So. You the stroke. First. Yeah, stroke is for real. Yeah, make a it through stroke that is first. for real. And I know his arm is fucked up, and he got the Conway face right now. Oh, so I need man. my boy to pull through. Yeah, man. I need my boy to pull Prayers through. Prayers to him. You got a uh, whose man's is this? Uh, yeah, man. I got a. I got a. Uh, I, I don't know. Let me see that. Okay. Uh, I got a couple who I, I think I got a whose man's is this, and I got a. Uh, <laughs> My favorite new segment. Uh, <laughs> Are you going to put the Dr. Umar in there again, too? Yeah, man. Okay. Hold on, dog. I got to think about where I put that goddamn audio for the coon check. <laughs> I think I do. I got that Are we shit? running the coon check all black history month or is it just like now forever? Um, This one, you see some dumb shit. Okay. Well, that's probably a weekly segment now and then. <laughs> Mercy, another coon. Damn coons. I gotta do a coon analysis and a coon screening. It only takes a little bit of white brainwash to activate the coon chip in the average Negro. Um, little Uzi Vert. Uh, oh, oh man. <laughs> uh, Come on down. Like, <laughs> little Uzi Vert, uh, aka Vision. <laughs> Nigga vision. <laughs> First and foremost, what the fuck are you doing with that large cubic zirconian? Um, Stapled it t- into your forehead. So what kind of shit is this, dog? I, this is this is some nigga shit. You know what it started from? A, a rapper. Marvel. No, no, a rapper named Sauce Walker got. Uh, a diamond embedded into his cheek instead of like a tattoo tear. Yeah, I saw women do that in the ni- in late nineties okay. in, in music videos and shit like that. I, that's not a thing that I would do as a so, man. So he got the diamond in his cheek, and then you know, as cheek jewelry. Like what? What? As as anything, when niggas see niggas have to top. So like if if I niggas see nigga do, or now I have to do bigger and better. And that's that's where Uzi Vert came in with this alleged two hundred fifty million dollar pink diamond. You're a f- twenty four million. Okay, you're 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 a fucking dumbass to think that anybody who thought that first of all, little Uzi Vert had twenty four million dollars in excess in, yeah. to put in his face. You're a jack. I was surprised by his his alleged net worth, which is sixteen million. Um, but no. Stop it. Stop the... F- no. Get that dumb shit out your fucking forehead. Then he posts a picture with that shit bleeding down it like... And he was talking about if it's d- if it doesn't get removed properly, I could die. 
Uh, well, Thanos was right. Thanos was right. Thanos was right. I am not mad at him for getting rid of half of you niggas because the world would be a better place if half of y'all did not exist. Just with a snap. I wanted to just grab grab little Uzi. Thanos was misunderstood. He was misunderstood. And then just like Thanos, just take that little diamond and and then drop him off to fucking Marvel Universe or whatever. <laughs> Get that coon shit the fuck out of there. Take that monkey shit off. You, you embarrassing us. Um, now, so my whose man's is this? I don't know why y'all motherfuckers still do business with this devil because that's what he is in every sense of the word, this fucking devil. Um, you familiar with 910 AM, the superstation? I am. Oh, uh, yeah. I know so many people who worked for him, with him, and I have never heard a good thing about this man. Like, I have literally never heard a good thing about this man. He owns the word network too. It's in, it's it's in, how do y'all work for a devil? I don't fucking understand. That nigga is a fucking pariah. So this week, um, because he been reaching out to Kwame Kilpatrick about doing a, a show on the Word Network, I mean on 9, 10 a.m., and Kwame didn't reach back out. So he sent out a press release saying that nobody on this network, um, on the radio station, or their guests can mention Kwame Kilpatrick's name. He has been banned. You cannot even mention him. Mm. Nigga, who the fuck is you? Th- who the right. fuck you think you is? Because a nigga won't call you back. Is he Nick, black? He white. Nah, he white. Of course he's white. He's a devil in every sense of the word. Like he do, he does bad business if you on if you if you on the wrong side of him. He just does this type of shit all the fucking time to the point where niggas started quitting. Yeah, he had a, a a huge exodus. I think uh, the former police chief had his show there. Yeah, got me. Yeah, got me. I, I used to, I've known a lot of people who've been down there, worked with him on on both sides, and don't nobody got anything good to say about him. And I don't know why we keep flocking because because we keep him in pay. We keep employed black folks. This white man is crazy. He gonna tell you can't even mention his name. He sent that shit out a couple of days ago. And now this morning. Because he's feeling the pressure and shit, he tried to backtrack the shit. He sent a new statement out. Well, um, I think this is a is he made some bullshit about Trump and and censoring speech and get this nigga the fuck out of here, dog. I'm not even gonna say his name because I don't want y'all to Google him. Um, he do dumb shit like this all the time to get people to listen to to the station. I'm not doing it. Um, I shouldn't even said them fucking them weak ass call letters. Um, but. I did. It's whatever. But why are niggas still there? Fam, go come come to the blue and the black. If you're trying to get on the radio. Come to death row. I'm saying, why the fuck is you out there on the AMF from steady AM radio anyway? Fam, the internet is available. Like, I don't I don't get it. And what do you write up over here? We do good business. Even if it's not me, like, do something else. Don't don't fuck with him. There's other and avenues your, to get hurt. And take the <clears throat> Take Jesus Christ out of that white man's hands. This the word network need to be take Jesus Christ. <laughs> take Jesus Christ out of that man's hands, man. You don't need to be running the word network because ain't shit about you is word. <laughs> word. I'm glad you said that. I haven't heard anything about him, but I did see that article come across the timeline. He's not. But I didn't person, read it. No. I'm like, okay, well, Kwame, he busy. He just got out two weeks ago. Like, okay, he'll get around to it. What Look, man, he been locked up seven come years. On, huh? I'm sure he got other shit, got shit on his do. agenda, man. I'm, like in real life, over the last since we've been doing the podcast, all type of people who come in here who end up broadcasting, I mean, no one has anything good to say about that man. Damn. It's always a horrible experience. 
And this one was the last straw. Like, what? Because a nigga won't. He said he, he reached out to all his close personal friends. So he know he's been in contact with him and he he refused to give him a call back. Okay. Nigga, who are you? <laughs> like, nigga, I just got out of prison and this white man gonna tell me to do what he want me to do. I gotta or... see my kids. I gotta see my parents. Like, nigga, here, I, nigga. I, gotta I gotta get, I get a haircut. I got shit to do. I gotta dig up this money out the backyard. Fact. Yeah. Uh, Kwame, <laughs> Kwame slid in the city last weekend. Shit. You got a haircut. <laughs> slid right the fuck back on out. <laughs> like, let me get the fuck out of here. I'm not fucking with y'all niggas, man. Not yet. Not, <laughs> not yet. No, not yet. Uh, fuck yeah. on, man. I wanna see Kwame pop up in somebody's rap video. I know his son's rap. Like just for just sure. throw the just throw the Kwame cameo up in there just for the oh, culture. Sure. He gonna definitely be in a wine video for sure. Oh, nigga, for sure. Man, I thought we about to get the trifecta this year, dog. I thought we about to have Meech, Meech, Wine, and Kwame, dog. That would have been it. Trump could have won if he would have gave niggas Meech. <laughs> if he gave, I would love. I would love. This, I would love for Wine to drop a video with Kwame standing right behind him. I'm saying, dog. It might happen. It might Man, happen. I feel I, I feel old because Kwame like 50 years old. Know, it made crazy, me feel, man. I mean, he's older than me, but it made me feel old because like, no, I remember when the, he was the young mayor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, I voted for the nigga twice. So did I. And 25 years from now, I vote for him again. <laughs> 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 Whatever he want to do in 20 more years, you know what I'm saying? He'll be 70. He'll, you know, he'll, he'll be like 70. He'll be like 52 or some shit. Like, I don't know, but, you know. He got to wait He got to wait 20 years and before yeah. he can. He can go somewhere else out, outside of Michigan and do it. But, like, for him to nah, run something in Michigan, he got to do it. He got to wait 20 years. We'll be waiting. That's because even though uh, 45, so black he, people got um, – Commuted and and white, white folks got, got pardoned. pardoned. You know what I'm saying? If you got and look pardoned, up the difference. If you got pardoned, he don't owe that money back. That shit never happened. He just nigga, he can apply for being mayor like the next go around. So we commuted your sentence, so your shit is over with. But we ain't pardoned you. Um, so that's just a little subtle, nigga. We they they catch you on the back end. Yeah, or like you you didn't you paid, but you ain't paid the premium. Yeah, because. <laughs> You know that nigga's getting paid. Kwame gonna be all right though. Man. Kwame gonna have like some Look, book, he gonna, book deal. Drop the book, make it whooped, make a book tour. Uh, man, he gonna be he all got right, a book. bro. He should he drop books while he was in there. Kwame, come up here and record the podcast. It'll be huge. It'll be, huge. be huge. It will take one, good care of you. Number one supporter over here, man. Yeah, man. Got we'll your, take good care of you, man. It'll be huge, man. Yo, and Kwame right, book though, uh, that he did release. Uh, this is one little fact that I had never knew. So, you know, the earring I used to rock. In his ear, and everybody used to have the problem with it. And yo, you the hip hop mayor, yeah, all that shit. You know, that was his wife's first wedding ring. Yes. And the reason that he had it in his ear is because, like, yo, it this went with me everywhere. Like, this was before the glitz and the glamour. Like, this is what we had. And um, he kind of said that, like, when he finally took that earring out, that's when their marriage kind of went awry, because like. When he was defying and not taking it out, it was because, yo, this is my wife's ring. Yeah. And then allegedly, uh, via his words, like she kind of felt the way about that. Cause it's like, you know, that's our thing. Like, no, don't do that. Don't take me out. Mm-hmm. You gotta carry me. And mm-hmm. he kind of went that, against the grain and you know. Look, man. Think about that though. Because like I got something, this is my wife's ring. Like this is some sentimental shit. But because y'all white and y'all and y'all from a different culture, not because you white, as in like something's wrong with sure. you, but like you from a different culture, you don't understand. So you just looking at it as like, oh wow, this is hip hop, yeah. this is black, this Being is wrong, flashy. and this ain't got nothing to do with that. 
And look, man, what's between a man and a woman is between a man and a woman. Look, you got a good one, and that's what you got to do. Hold on to that shit. Hold on to it. Yeah. Hold on to it. I do got a music pick of the week. Uh, it's by Joseph McFashion featuring Babyface Ray, Payroll, and All-Star JR. It's called Hood Rich. Look, I'm going to put it out here right now. He's been bubbling on the underground for a while with Team Eastside doing his thing. Babyface Ray is the next star out of Detroit. I said it. Jump on the bandwagon, get with it, believe it. Babyface Ray is the next star outside of Detroit. Again, the song is called Hood Rich. Mistakes. I ain't perfect, but a nigga keep it real. Tell him that. Pick him up, mail him back. Take his shit, sell it back. And I'm fresh from smoking privilege from the change of smelling sex. I'm still living like me, the only thing that held us back. Play ball and hit the streets unless your parents got a check. Niggas don't ever leave the D, they hood rich. They all trap. Niggas be paying me for verses, I done turned it to the bag. Word on the street, that boy working with a head. In a whole different race, it's 200. Uh, you see his uh or his video or songs with uh him and Money, Money Bag, Bag? Yo, yeah. yeah if you shit. know, you know. That shit dope. Babyface Ray, the next star out the city, man. I I, I feel it. But uh, this song, Joseph McFashion, featuring Babyface Ray, Payroll Giovanni, and All Star Jr. Hood Rich. Uh, Payroll also about to drop another project with uh Cardo Got Wings. Uh, I see the 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 pre. The pre-order on uh, Apple Music that's finna drop. You know, Detroit is on fire. Yeah. Detroit is on fire. And yo, I'm gonna I'm throw this out here on, on the music pick of the week. Look, I am soliciting niggas for beats. Plain and simple. I know I'm gonna be on the lam for six, for at least four to six weeks when I had a surgery in the next 90 days. And guess what the fuck I'm gonna be doing? Writing while I'm getting well. If you got beats, I'm looking for soulful shit. Send it to Boss Dame, B-O-S-S. D-A-M-E at gmail.com. If you're going to send me something, you know, and give me the heads up, DM me on, on the Twitter uh, or IG just to let me know what's coming cause, and, and to look for it because sometimes I'll be moving and I get to emails late. But bossdame at gmail.com. Have your ASCAP and BMI shit legit because, like, we putting this shit out to get paid. You understand? I'm not trying to do dirty business with nobody. I want all my niggas to eat and get paid. If you contribute to this shit, I want you to get your money on the back end. So holla at me, send me beats, tap in, hit a nigga up, because like we we going in. I'm going to drop the project. You know, I didn't had a couple different release dates. I got a release date in mind, but like shit. But then now they got to have open heart surgery and some other shit. So I'm going to work on it in my time, but I'm definitely dropping it in 2021. So grateful, but I already had some people send me beats. But, like, if you got some soulful shit, tap the fuck in because we going, it's, it's going up. It is. Um, it's time for the Benny. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, hold on, man. I, I feel like I get slighted with this shit every week because I, I know the benediction time is is coming up and then I fuck up the music. Uh, in the meantime, uh, don't forget this episode has been sponsored by Hey Verge Juice This. Um, for 25% off your order, use the coupon code juice for dame yeah also you can start the music though but also um don't matter if i go ahead do your, do your shit uh well as as customary like we let our guests go first barry drop all 
all your social media where people can find you, oh, where, where they can where they can uh, get, they the get that merch. Uh, the Uprising Shop or the Uprising Shop.com. You could go to either one of those. The Uprising TV, go take you to the shop now because there's a lot of eyes on that as well. All of them going straight to the shop until I put out new content. Um, but that's where you get everything. That's where you can find me, the Uprising TV, Uprising Network, everything. That's what's up. Uh, it's your man, Dame Gone Wild. Dame Gone Wild on IG. Dame Gone Wild on the Twitter. Yo, if you said a kind word, reached out, prayed for me, you know, thought about me during the past, my ordeal, I love you and I appreciate you. If we had beef, if you owe me money, if I said some foul shit to you, if I wanted to press you like a silk shirt, the shit is dead, you understand? Like I'm coming out with a new attitude. I want better for myself. God keep putting me here to do something bigger and better. And that's what I plan on doing. So if we have friction beforehand, it's safe. When I see you in the city, I'm not gonna smack the shit out of you or your baby. So it's all good. Hit me up though. Tap in with the beats. Tap in on social media. You talk to me, I talk back. Thank God for Dame. Juice for Dame, support my boy Hey Verge. And the brand is strong. You might see me bend, but bitch, you'll never see me break. Yo, shout out to y'all, man. 246 weeks in a row. Uh, we appreciate you. And uh, Juice for Dame. So we're trying to get this shit popping. So if you want to participate throughout the week, you can upload the socials. Tag uh, hashtag Juice for Dame. Tag Shop Talk Podcast or Dame. You know what I'm saying? We repost because it's not about attention, but we need to let Dame know that we all here supporting him and he's not doing this shit alone. I appreciate the support. Uh, it take a village and that's what we just trying to do, man. So if you fuck village. with the show, you fuck with Dame. Uh, juice for Dame, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to be doing it this week, every day. Um, and even if you can't do it every day, man, go get you a juice. Go to fucking whoever y'all, Smoothie King, shit, whatever y'all do. Health is wealth. Like, just take better care of yourself out here. For real. Like, I want to see all my niggas be rich and when i say rich i'm not talking financially rich in health too yeah um so shit you know i mean they probably go through ups and downs and he may not be feeling it one day he may get on social media and you got a tag hashtag and tag him saying juice for dame he got somebody else looking out for him man and may give him the extra the extra push he need to let's all to hold each other accountable day. let's all hold each other accountable absolutely um yo it's black history month um I just want y'all to know for, for a fact, this is how I feel. If you see somebody posting about Black History Month and you feel so inclined to jump in their comments and tell them that black history is every day, though that's true, you sound like the all lives matter people. Fam, we talking about what we talking about right now. So if black history is every single day, it's most definitely during the month of February. So let people get their shit off. Don't be a all lives matter nigga when somebody's talking about black history in the month of February. We know it's every fucking day. We live it. But don't be a all lives matter nigga when it comes to, to black history month. You don't always got to be the counterpoint. Let people get their shit off. Um, one last thing. They ain't got nothing to do with nothing. But just because you read it in a book don't mean that shit true. Y'all niggas be gassing people <laughs> off the books. Y'all niggas need to, what you read is some bullshit, okay? We know that shit because we grew up, okay? Right. In Black History Month, we should know that what they wrote in the book ain't always true. So just because you read that shit in the book, it don't fucking mean it's true. But what you need to know is when you see the blue and the black, 
you know where you at. And I be seeing a lot of niggas online with blue and black a lot. Like I, you I know where it started from. I, I see it all the time. But I see a lot of shop talk podcast tags that hey, ain't yeah, influencers, man. Yeah, I, I, I don't get like as a creative. Oh, man. Like, why would you like? Why you like, want to bite? As a creative, like I get irritated. Now we can get to the legal shit and, and this and that. Well, that's cool. But as a creative, if a motherfucker is out here trying to to work off something and you start something and you see somebody already got it, fam, go back into your bag, your creative bag, and start to fuck over. It that's just what it is. Cause I don't want to be like another nigga out here. And guess what? Ain't another nigga out here like me. It just is what it is. Look, you, you you can replicate the brand, but you can't replicate the sauce. I'm just saying. I'm not saying that we the Rockefeller podcast, but we are Jay and Dane. We never yeah. got this deep into the song before. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> Mr. Breakdown. I've never, never heard, heard this song play this long. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, when you see the blue and the black, you know where you at. Shop Talk Podcast. Book some time. I ain't saying we the Rockefeller podcast, but we are Jay and Dane. Hell yeah. Peace.